3: because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins
0: that's right keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
4: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help
5: Bumper
1: Clear. Hey, what's up? I'm Freddie Kraft, and you're listening to Door Bumper Clear's 2021 season finale presented by OfferPad. Well, the season is in the books, and we're back from Phoenix to react to it all. We'll talk Kyle Larson's championship, the pit stop that decided it all, Daniel Hemrick's bump and run on Austin Cindrick, the Gen 6 car's final race, the NASCAR president's aero package confidence, and much, much more. Plus, we have two champions joining the show as Daniel Hemrick and Ben Rhodes stop by. Here we go.
0: The best on the stand and the best in the booth Stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth Giving the thinnies and breaking the rules Good call to the holler to bring it to you
4: Casey you pretty, Freddie you fat TJ you suck, Brett so bad Jason is facing, got of play in this race And if someone don't crash he's gonna go mad Looking for Freddie, he's killing the Okay, so is making messes like a toddler Treat something stupid then don't even bother Brett's gonna block you like TJ is the
5: I See them online, throw FF in the chat Tell Rick where to stay off the track All of the podcasts are living in fear This isn't the download, it's throw bumper clear Nah, don't get it twisted baby this isn't the download nah this is door bumper
2: clear there you go i like it hey everybody i'm tj majors it's part of the two oh well what was the two cup used to be the last? two what are you spotting yeah, for now uh i don't we can't I mean, tell you yeah we're not we're, who knows man And welcome to the Bojangle Studio. I love Bojangles. Nothing better than starting off your day with a Cajun filet biscuit. So thanks to Bojangles
3: for that. Brett Griffin, spotter this year for Colic Racing, part time. Next year, I'm back on the roof full time. Freddie, speaking of part time, you sure didn't have a long effort on Sunday.
1: (laughs) What's up, Freddie Crafts, spotter (laughs) for Bubba Wallace. Derek Kraus, Jeb Burton this weekend, and I certainly turn one or I guess turn three now. Oh, turn three yeah. <laughs> was not kind to me this week, so uh, yeah, short day Sunday. Hey, was, what uh, do you
2: mean? I thought you, I thought someone's bumper wasn't kind to you.
1: Yeah, well, that was that was that's the case. Uh, I don't know really what was going on there. Uh, it looked like the the seven and the forty seven were kind of racing the hell out of each other on the bottom. And uh, we were kind of the victim of collateral damage. Collateral damage, I guess you could call it. We, you know, I saw Corey kind of dive in there, and I think Corey was kind of trying to dive to the bottom to beat the forty-seven to the line. And I don't think the forty-seven ever hit Corey, but I think he just was, you know, packed a bunch of air on his right rear, got Corey out of shape, and when Corey corrected it, he took us out, unfortunately, Uh, and ended our day fairly early. I think it was lap seven or eight. Eight. Yeah, lap eight. So, well, we yeah, got you sat off- up there for a long time. Got the off-season started. Yeah, I was going to watch the race. Got to, got to make my notes for DBC, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, got my off-season started too early there, uh, unfortunately. But Speaking of early, uh, Hannah Newhouse was with us today, and she was not early. <laughs> yeah, she was not early. Hey,
0: I'm just keeping the trend alive, okay?
2: <laughs> I mean, Jesus, one show at the end of the year, and you can't even be on time.
0: Yeah, yeah no, like I said. <laughs> and you know why
2: she wasn't on time? It's not even a valid reason. She- why? She had to have a coffee. Exactly. And, and she I didn't still didn't it. even get
0: it. I had to pull out a line to come here because it took so long to get my coffee. So I also have no coffee. So also who where is TJ and what have you done with him?
3: So I agree. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We even had people tweeting you? about us last week. Like I TJ finally that. has an opinion again after three years of yeah. no
0: opinion. Is the fuck- moment I walked in, I was like, I'm sorry, What's where's Twitter? TJ? Is
1: Penske contract finally right <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I'm Hannah Newhouse. Uh I I and I work, apparently, is what this says. I work for an array of people. We'll get to that later. <laughs>
2: yeah, but you just signed a new deal. I know, yeah. I mean, you just, a
0: big why don't, deal. I did. Why don't Tell I, us about just,
2: it? Yeah, just let's hear it.
0: Uh, so I am full-time over at World Racing Group now, which uh, houses the World of Outlaws, Super Dirt Car Series, uh, and I am a digital content over there, as well as a full-time pit reporter. Did you say
3: content?
1: Ja. Content. Jason I love just keep, content. keep an eye on Jason. Everybody watch <laughs> yep. Jason. <laughs> yep. I love could content. be changing colors
3: in
2: there. <laughs> content.
3: So
0: it's it's a minimum of a fifty-five race schedule for me next year. Wow. Well, I'm so. looking
2: forward to seeing what content you can put out next year. Oh boy. Yeah. All
0: right. Anyways, Jason.
2: <laughs> hey, Jason. Yeah. Jason content great content king over content. here. <laughs>
1: Someone tweeted me yesterday and said the content king. I'm like, I'll take that title we gladly. We have to send a huge shout out to Dale Thomas. Yeah, Dale. Uh, Dale. Jeez, oh man. I know that we like to drink on here a little bit, but I think <laughs> you went overboard. Uh, we have no you, less than six bottles of liquor on the table. Is this
0: all from... One, one person? person. Yeah, he's
1: got, <laughs> Dale, thanks for making me start to drink. I hey, mean, Dale, I
0: like vodka. <laughs> oh, wait, I like screwball.
1: You, yeah. And he sent, so you, a sent you lots ball. of glasses. And You've never had screwball? Okay,
0: you make fun of me for not liking dark liquors. That's about the only one I'll drink. Screwballs it's peanut from butter somebody whiskey. Else. The peanut butter one.
1: Oh, oh that's
2: why done. I'm not. Yeah. Screwball's screwball. from somebody else, right? I, yeah, screwball's from somebody else. I mean,
1: not the rest off Twitter. Hey, while
0: he's looking it up, I like what you did on the spotter stand with your tape. Oh, for, for baby old Jess. Baby Jess?
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Travis Braden and uh, Jess Ballard, Baby Jess, a.k.a. they're um, good friends of mine. Uh, unfortunately, Jess announced the other day that she has breast cancer, and she's kind of going through that process now. So I have no doubt that old Baby Jess will, will kick cancer in its ass. Yeah, she's so, a little badass. Uh, yeah, so I'm hope, hoping for them guys to pull through good, hope uh, get well soon. I'm sure it'll be a long road, but you'll be fine. She's spunky. She is, she is. spunky.
0: <laughs> She's about what 5'2" in stature and <laughs> yeah. would I would pick her in a bar fight.
3: Yeah, I would too. All
0: right, guys, we got a big show on tap today. We've got two champions that are going to be joining us a little bit later on. But before we kick off the show, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor of OfferPad. Danny and
4: Harrison, welcome to the
0: OfferPad family.
5: Thanks. Yeah, we're excited. You guys ready? You know we're ready.
0: You know, at OfferPad, we're fast, too. All online, cash offer in 24 hours. But we also like to make sure that each home selling experience feels special, easy, and different.
4: You guys look awesome!
5: OfferPad really is different. Yeah. Awesome different. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com.
1: Well, guys, the off-season is here, and your weekends will be a lot freer That means you'll have plenty of time between now and February to sell your home with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Log on
2: OfferPad.com. Request your cash offer on your current home, and within 24 hours, OfferPad will send you a competitive cash offer. That is an awesome different way to sell
3: your home. Use your free time wisely this winter and get your move on. OfferPad wants to give you
1: a great offer on your house. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you.
0: time for Spot on, Spot Off. Obviously, a lot to cover over the past weekend from Phoenix. First one, John Hunter Niemicek runs into the wall and makes contact with the O2 truck on lap one and never recovers to contend in the truck championship race. Only appropriate. Freddie, you want to start this?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Spot Off. Um, This starts in qualifying, in my opinion. Uh, You qualify mid-pack. I think he was... 15th-ish, somewhere around there, and, and you put yourself around a lot of... You put yourself in the Hornets' nest, essentially, and that looked like what had happened. You know, he looked like they were four or five wide into one like we are every restart there, and he just got up a little too high, got in the fence, and 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 cut a tire, and it just you can't put yourself in that box, especially in a race of this magnitude where, you know, everybody's going for it. Uh You, you qualify 15th mid-pack, 15th, 16th, wherever it was. Your teammate's on the pole by two-tenths, you know, so I don't know... I don't know what the you know the disconnect was there, but uh, you know there was a lot of missed opportunities here. I feel like for the four car, you know the the biggest thing that I took away from it was the decision not to wave at the end of the first stage. Yes, um, I thought that was a mistake. I thought that epic. You know, I thought that they could have put themselves in a lot better position for the end of the race if they had waved there, even on old tires. I don't think they were going to get lapped no in that chance. second stage. The, the leaders barely lapped the twenty-two truck before, right before the end of the stage. Yep. In my opinion, even on Brett fifteen twenty-lap tires, the four is going to outrun the twenty-two. Absolutely. Um, you know, it just and the, and the biggest difference there is you you restart the end of the race with the guys you're racing against versus behind all of the lap cars, which he he's still in the last fifty laps, or whatever it was after that final caution. He finally got the lucky dog. With, I think forty-five to go or so. You know he he restarted last essentially and drove to seventh. Now if you put him ahead of all those lap trucks, you know you put him right back in the championship hunt. Yeah,
3: I, man, I'm I'm spot off too. I mean, you just talked about it. We we talk about it on here all the time. TJ execution, pay attention to details. You miss qualifying, you miss strategy, you missed a restart. I mean, you just you compounded your own mistakes here and it cost you a shot at the title. I mean, you were the best truck. All year long, probably the best truck going into the weekend, the championship favorite, and it didn't play out. It's why we race. I mean, you look at the race itself; it certainly turned out to be a barn burner. But man, what a what a frustrating
2: day they had they had there. Yeah, I'm a I'm spot off. Didn't want to see it happen that early, and you know you don't want to see any of the guys. You want to see a good race come back to the line, but you make your own luck, man. You you make a mistake, you put yourself back there, like Freddie said, and that things can happen. So. When you're in that position, though, I don't think uh, part of me feels like he felt an hurt, ir- like he needed to be to the front in the next 20 laps. Like, or, But, no, that there's still plenty of time in them truck races, and he had plenty of speed to wait that extra corner. You know, you don't have to force it. No, there's no reason to be driving over your head on lap five or whatever. What, lap one. one. Okay, well, well <laughs> even better. Um, just chill, you know, take one at a time, and especially in that race, that's the race where you can't force anything. Once you get to the front – there's no chance the four is not going to drive back into the top four. It, it, it's by the end of the second stage, easily. You know what I mean? Just by being smart, yeah. One at a time. Okay, I'm going to wait. A, I'm going to go
1: try four wide with these people. Oh, guess what? Oh, I got a flat tire. Just chill, you know. But I, I, I just hope he learns something from this because we've seen it this whole round. You know, the whole even going the back to Martinsville, he's got a thirty-something point cushion going into the last race. And he's roughing guys up mid pack and gets himself wrecked because of it. You know, early yeah. in that race, he's racing hard with I think Creed off a of four. I seen them two jacked up sideways. You know, you know he's you know Creed's crowding him a little bit, and, and and John Hunter stays in there like this. You got to realize you've got probably yeah. the best truck on the racetrack. Who's so his spotter? spotter? Uh, John Hunter's Hirschman. So listen, it's a lot of experience
2: too. I mean, you got a guy on the roof that's won championships now, and who's multiple spotter series. for Hemrick? Hirsch.
3: Uh, yeah.
2: So look, you got her. You got Daniel and was smart. And then you got a guy going there who could have done the same exact strategy as Daniel, and not made any headlines, not made anybody mad, just quiet finish, get yourself into that championship. Um, I think that's a, and I think John Hunter will get there. He has plenty of talent and and speed. So I think um, I think John Hunter will get there. I think he'll be a threat.
1: You know the old adage you got you got to lose one before you win one. I think he'll learn from this and hundred percent, yeah.
0: All right, the next one is Debris from David Starr's car brings out the final caution of the cup race, setting up pit stops where Kyle Larson beats the race leader MTJ off pit road. That video, it's all over social media. It's a cool pit stop. You can start, Brett.
3: Well, first of all, I'm spot off for David Starr causing this caution. Um, And let's be honest, Kyle Larson wins this championship, wins this race because of this caution. If this caution does not happen, Kyle Larson was fourth when he came onto pit road. Why did he come off first? Because of where he qualified, because of a very fast pit crew. Spot on for what those guys did there, because obviously Kyle qualifying on the pole set him up for a great weekend. But if it's not Rick Ware racing – I'm sorry, Rick Ware racing, or if it's not one of these back markers causing a caution at the end of this race, this this is ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it just it's frustrating for me to see. Uh, Freddie and I talked about it after, and, and Freddie mentioned the debris wasn't really in the groove. But I, I just watched that whole race play out, Hannah, and I was like – man, this is Denny's race to win. Man, Martin Truex's car is the fastest now. It's his to win. And he has a problem. He's on pit road. Like, the way things were happening, I just kept talking myself into who was going to be the next champion. And and lo and behold, the uh, best guy of the season, Freddie, took it home.
1: Yeah, you know, going back, watching the video, I mean, I think that the debris was fine, probably safe enough out of the way, but you're looking at a quarter of a brake rotor. Where's the other three quarters? You know, NASCAR probably had to throw that yellow. But to your point – it just sucks that our season-long championship gets decided by, you know, a piece of debris laying on the racetrack. Um, the biggest thing I looked at, I went back and looked at some stats from pit road, and uh, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into a guy beating a guy off of pit road, and and it's not just the pit crew. You know, a lot of this speed, anybody that's listened to the radio can hear us bringing our guy down pit road, and it's, it's you know, five lights, six lights, two lights, back to green, you know, one light, uh, you know, so... It's you know you you when you hear that that's us pushing our lights and if you look at you know the pit stops difference between Ham uh, Larson and Truex was huge it was one point three seconds on the pit crew alone Uh, but the difference between Larson and Hamlin was only three tenths of a second and the biggest difference was you know almost a half a second Kyle made up on Danny just rolling pit road essentially so you know that's a lot of different things that's pit stall selection which you go back to qualifying Larson put himself on the pole got himself the best pit stall. You know, that's maximizing your lights. That's getting out of your box without any traffic in front of you. Uh, there's just a lot of different factors there. And a, another big factor I thought I saw was interesting yesterday, 5, 11, 19 all get hit with a four lug nut penalty. The nine car didn't. That Essentially, them guys are trading $10,000 for a, a, a chance of the win. I mean, a chance of the championship, which anybody yeah. would do, obviously. But, the, you, know, the, you know, a secret of the sport, I guess. I don't know if you, you – know, I'm sure everybody knows it now if you're listening – Everybody hits four lug nuts all race long until the last stop. You know, the, the wheel will be tight with four lug nuts. These guys, and then everybody puts the fifth one on for the end because they don't want to get the penalty. Um, but, you know, these guys all decided we're going with four here and, and we'll just take the fine, whatever, eat it up. But, you know, just interesting to see that the nine car didn't do that because he did not get a penalty yesterday, so he yeah. had all five. And his pit stop was slower. It was a 12-7 versus an 11-5. So just interesting to see how that played out. But it's, it kind of... I said it last week on here that I thought it might come down to a pit stop just because of how hard it is to pass there, and and it just sucks that a, a debris caution late in the race is gonna, what's going to decide a champion.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, I. It's hard to be. I want to be spot off for it, but man, that's that's a that's a legit issue, man. You know, that's a real that's a real caution. You know, a guy they don't plan for that. Yeah, that's no. a, that's a natural that's a natural caution. So, how many um, laps down was David start at the time? Uh, maybe one maybe my job just'm not sure i mean you can't tell guys to you know your race is done or certain or, or do you you know hey uh, well, once well, you we, go championship, we don't want to come out there with a wreck race car anymore championship race you go championship six championship. down you're done you know championship race um, i mean hey sis we're talking about you know i hated to see it for truex but it set up for a, a good finish at the end and you know those guys
1: how do you i mean they earned it they I, got the lead and i thought it was going to come down i thought watching that play out it was going to be very interesting because the 11 was catching the 19 but obviously we know how hard it is to pass there you know yeah. i don't he would have probably had to move him i don't know that he would have been able to been good enough to get there and he and
2: was outrun slowly him. catching him it was going to be hard yeah, for him oh, yeah. to get there because if he wasn't he wasn't knocking big chunks off in clean air when he gets in that dirty air, he's going to be even worse. I can
1: so. I can't believe I'm going to say this
2: on here because
1: oh, it's no. my boss, but Go ahead and beep it out. He oh, probably shouldn't even been up in there after that restart where he just hung a left about a car length before the start yeah. finish line. Yeah, <laughs> ma'am. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh
1: that 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 probably should have been a penalty and it was the night before we saw it with the 7. Uh it was when I saw it live, I was like, "Ooh, that was that mm. was pretty risky right there and the, you know, I think that Anything that's on the line, you're probably going to get the benefit of the doubt. Just put a damn cone on the box right there. On the line, if you
2: hit it, you're done. You hit it, you're coming down pit road. It's not (laughs) that hard. They do that
0: at Millbridge. Yeah,
2: They stay above the cone. They are severely accurate with that commitment box. I can tell you that. You know what I mean. If you you even touch that thing with the wrong tire. Done.
0: All right. Another one here. Uh, One race decides all three National Series champions. Uh, This has been a hot topic for quite some time tj
2: ooh yeah um <laughs> i don't mean that obviously we talked about the best uh the best race of the weekend was Xfinity cars but the other two just weren't i don't know they didn't have that uh last corner deal that we look for and you know they got spread out a little bit um i don't know it, this is it is kind of what we want i think that's the reason we have this playoff system is to get down to the last race to make it exciting and, you know, going to the weekend, it was exciting and the races were, were still up and down, man, who, okay. One at one point in the cup race, you know, Chase Elliott was going to win by a mile. At the next point, Martin Truex is going to win by a mile. And then it swapped all the drivers. So I think you're just kind of waiting for that one, that one moment for somebody to step up like Larson's pit deal. They stepped up and got it. But,
1: um, I, I mean, I, I'm okay with the one race, you know, I wrote down spot eh. It's just spot, like eh. I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. You know, traditionally I think we should just run season long points. You know, that you know, I don't obviously but this is this is work. manufactured <laughs> game seven moment. This is what they want. Um, so I know you're never gonna get back to that. I know Brett's got ideas I'll let him get to. The one thing that I wish that they would do in this final race eliminate the stages. At least. I know guys are racing for points. I know guys are racing for fifth. But they can, they can still race for fifth without stages. Um, you know, I think that... I'd have been fine with that. You know, I think that you Force see... Us. You know, yeah, you, you can see the race play out better if we don't have manufactured cautions. These guys will have to put more effort into thinking about how they want to lay their race out if they don't know that a caution's coming every 80 or 100 laps. Um, you know, and then at the same time, if you have a, you know, say more spread out race, the the longer the run goes, you know, say you have a 150 lap run, whatever, you're going to see green flag pit stops. If you do have a caution, there's going to be more lap cars between the leader and the second place guy to where the leader doesn't have to have the smoking hot pit stop to, to beat everybody up off, you know, off pit road there. So I just think that I wish that they would just eliminate the stages. These guys aren't racing for points; it's ridiculous. When they the stage breaks over and they flash the points on the screen, and the top four guys are blocked out, and then the, the fifth place guy gets whatever six, seven points. Um, you know, but I just wish that if we're going to steep this one race deal, let's just have a natural race, play it out, let it no stage breaks, no manufactured cautions, just just let them race.
3: I love our playoff format; I really do. Uh, I, I hate a one-race championship, because it came down to a piece of debris off of David Starr's car that won Kyle Larson the championship. Now, was he the deserving champion? Hell, yeah. guy won 10 races this year, nine going into that, an all-star race, and everything else he sat in for a car. But if all the other phases of the playoff are three races, why is this one just one race? Well, that's because it's what NBC wanted. But the reality is we're going to go back to Phoenix again next year, and guess what it's going to produce? the same style of race that we just saw this past weekend. The Xfinity Series is going to be a kick-ass race. The truck race is going to be a wreck fest. And the cup race is going to play out exactly like it did this year, especially if you leave it all the same. So I would be a fan of having a three-race final round. Give me a short track, give me a road course, and give me an oval, typical oval. That way it's diverse. Everybody's got a chance to show their hand. Because if we take this thing, Hannah, to a road course – We're going to see Chase Elliott, A.J. Amendinger with huge advantages in their series, right? If we take it to every track, there's going to be a driver that's the best at that track. So I I just, I cannot, it frustrated me all week to know that everything we do all year is going to come down to a piece of debris off David Starr's freaking car.
0: So Hickory Motor Speedway just implemented playoffs into their regular season. So they're going to run a NASCAR-esque playoffs for the short track but if i read the press release correctly they're not doing a single race championship they're doing it like you said they're gonna do three races for the playoff for like champion so basically you have to qualify in through these rounds right and run so many and then there's three races that will decide a champion so it's like the best of three races essentially
3: maybe this is why we're going to a single lug nut tire they don't want to go back next year and the pit crew be the deciding factor yeah. on who wins a championship in the cup series because it hands down came down to that yesterday yeah freddie said all the things uh it came down a pit stall one a really fast pit stop they hit four lug nuts they were the first off pit road and guess what you're not going to catch that guy
1: no I mean, I you know we talked about it on here. I don't know a month or so ago. Uh, and this is what kind of makes our sport what it is, where the whole like you're watching that play out. There's what twenty thirty to go, and it looks like the nineteen, the eleven, certainly a Gibbs car is going to win the championship. The, mm-hmm. the the they were had the long run speed better than the, the Hendrick cars. They got out front, kind of negated the Hendrick car short run speed, and they those two were driving away, and then all just like that, like you said earlier, Brett Larson's running fourth, no shot of the championship at this point. And then here he is, next thing you know, he's leading the race and driving away with the championship. I mean, if
3: you look at what Dale Earnhardt said about racing, um, your third loser is who won the championship in the truck series. Ben Rhodes finished fourth. He didn't win the race like these other series did. I mean, so this Game 7 moment that you're looking for, I think you can still have it. I mean, look at how, how close all of our cutoff races are for every single round. I don't think three races or two races changes that. I just hate to see it all come down to one freaking race. Like it's just there's too many variables. There's thirty six other idiots out there that can change the race. And and I don't know, man. I, I, I I've slept on it. And again, I love our playoff. When we went to this playoff and and I think it was like oh three is the first year 04. we did the the chase. Oh four. Um I was like, man, this is going to really hurt sponsorship because we're going to take 10 teams, that's what it originally was, and we're going to elevate them into their own points bracket and we're going to ignore all these other sponsors. And that's kind of what happened. So then they said, okay, well, let's go to twelve. Okay, let's go to sixteen. I personally think sixteen in a Cup series is way too many, but I think we do that because we're looking to make those sponsors maintain relevance throughout the playoffs. We've got about twenty-five to twenty-seven cars that I would say are funded enough to go out and compete for these playoffs. Fair. So well, I don't know that it needs to come down to one race. It just in my mind, it, it drove me crazy all week, and and when I watched the Cup race you know i was there for some of the day in the very end i was like man last five laps what's the point you're not going to pass him you're not going to catch him and it all came down to one pit stop
2: i also think the cup series there's more separation in the cars as well from the other series as well you know when you get to the xfinity series i mean that could go either way there's many they're all pretty close in that in my opinion um they're they're a lot closer but you know if you go to a mile and a what half th- daniel hemmer just told you they're more fun to drive. They're they they're more fun to drive. You, you got to wheel it. He, he he just said they're wide open. Well, once you're yeah. wide open, fast cars go fast. That's what I'm, that's why. Like I don't think the Cup race when you when you pick a track out for the championship, you automatically can just t- pick the car numbers that are going to be fast rather than just the drivers. We're not looking at drivers anymore. It used to be when you went to a Dover, you knew that car wide words Kyle Busch the Jimmy Johnson were going to be sideways off of turn four because we could see it every single lap there. Yeah. And we knew they were going to be fast because they were going to be wheeling it. You know, we went to these – when we go to a road course, who was always fast? The road course ringer. Yeah. You know, Marcus Ambrose, Robbie Gordon, guys like that. Um, you went to a short track. You went to Martinsville. You know, who was fast? The short track guys. But now it's like you could almost interchange the drivers and just put them in different cars, and that's, that's the car that's going to go fast in the Cup Series, Am I, just from what I see.
0: So that kind of leads us to the next one here. Of course, you talked about how Kyle rightfully, you know, won the championship, winning 10 races and pretty much everything. Uh, so Tony Stewart calls Kyle Larson the best race car driver I have ever seen. Freddie.
1: I mean, when the best, the best race car driver that I have ever seen <laughs> says another, yeah. another guy is the best he's ever seen. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tony Stewart, I've said for years, I think Brett has also been saying it for a long time. Like you look at Tony Stewart as one of the first guys I remember coming across all these different disciplines of racing and being ultra successful at all of them. You know, you, this guy was a IndyCar champion, I assume, uh, back in the day. And then you look at that consider, compared to a guy like Jimmy Johnson, who was probably one of the best NASCAR drivers in the history of the sport. Look at how he struggles in an IndyCar. And Stewart went out there and won a championship and won. Uh, you know, so it's, it's in my opinion, Tony was probably one of the best ever. And, and Larson's giving him a hell of a run for his money. I mean, you, you look at this guy's season. You're talking 29 wins in 87 starts this year. He won the Chili Bowl. He won the Kings Royal. He won the Knoxville Nationals. He won the BC 39. He won a fifty thousand dollar to win dirt late model race. World Outlaw races. World Outlaw late model races. Uh, across the board, the guy is it's just simply ridiculous. Honestly. <laughs> I'm it spot
3: is. on for Tony's comments because I've said for all year, this guy's the best driver in the world right now. If you take and put him in anything across any series in the world, he's going to win more than anybody else is going to win. And, I mean, the stats just heard prove that. So, I don't know how – the, the the Kyle Larson era is is here. We're in the middle of it. He was already this good, but he wasn't this motivated and he wasn't in the fastest car. And yeah. now – Oh, look out! Because I'm telling you, if you thought you got tired of Jimmy Johnson winning and winning championships, this it probably is a good thing we got one race championships. Because if not, he might win
2: ten in a row. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, spot on, Tony. I don't know how you can. You look at this guy's record. How do you like Freddie just said? You win all these races, and I'm not talking easy
1: races here. It's not like he's going cherry picking against these guys.
2: Fields. These guys, I mean, I, I, I get on the the TV and I watch him run this dirt late mile and he's winning a dirt late in his first time or, you know, you don't just do that stuff. You don't win the Kings Royal. You don't win Knoxville nationals. You don't just randomly show up and win these races without being, and he did it. And some of these are cars that are just, you know, some of them are average cars too. Like he shows uh, up. And, I don't know about average cars. Well, I mean, good cars, <laughs> but they're not like, good. they're all pretty. But still these guys, It's for this guy to show up when he doesn't run them all year to show up and do what he does. I mean, he's the type of guy that I want to see get in a Formula One car. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that whatever he gets in is going to go fast. Yeah, 100%. And he's just that type, man. It doesn't matter. So, you know, I think uh, he or 10 wins, that's a, you know,
1: he was, this was his season. So. And I, I got bad news for all right. We'll see. We'll see if he can get used to this next package as well as fast as he got used to it. Yeah, last I got I
0: wasn't going to go there, but I was going to wait for one of you guys
1: we'll to see go how, there. We'll see, this, see how good he we'll starts out as well. We'll see this how next this one. next package works out yeah. for Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Speaking of next package, this past weekend we said so long to the Gen 6 car as it ran its final race. And Denny Hamlin's crew chief, Chris Gabehart, said this sport was built on artistry, and these cars are works of art to a large degree that is now dying. Brett
3: this makes me so sad uh, I mean I've known guys my whole life that have built race cars from the ground up and that's what we've done in the cup series that's what people do in their garages you know and and whew, it's hard to uh it's hard to read that but I mean Chris Gabehart is 100% spot on uh Chris gaypart is a very smart dude he and I text a lot back and forth on a lot of different issues in the garage and It hurts my heart. You know, it hurts my heart to see the horsepower go down as low as it's going in the Cup Series next year. Um, To start with, I hope eventually it gets to go up. I've said that before on the show. I'm actually okay with it starting low because of a couple different factors. But uh, when you watch these guys handcraft build these bodies and manufacture these parts, I mean, look, all the big Cup shops have CNC machines in them where they can make their Mm -hmm. own parts they don't really need that anymore. Everything now is gonna come from third party vendors and oh, it hurts my heart. I'm, I'm this 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 bothers me.
1: Yeah, I mean spot on for, for Gabe Hart's comments, you know, this sport was built on, you know, back in whatever nineteen forties, you know, build the baddest piece you got and bring it to the racetrack and try to kick everybody's ass. And then obviously as that went on and guys got a little out of hand with that, there's rules put in place. And then the sport became who's going to build these trick pieces and stuff to get around these rules and play in the gray areas and then you know everybody kind of you know would see what everybody else is doing build the same thing and then made you elevate your game to build different trick pieces and it's just unfortunate because a lot of the guys that that built these trick pieces the last few years here they're they're out of work today a lot of them you know a lot of fabricators a lot of guys that you know monday come monday after that last race they they don't have a job anymore um you know these cars are now essentially kit cars now now don't get it twisted they will be cheating somehow some way <laughs> you say, e- it's not going you away know, it's not going to go away they're going to figure out a way to 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 play in the gray areas and bend the rules and try to get an advantage but but the windows now are a lot smaller considering you're you're not building the pieces anymore does that mean you're not getting in no probably um not. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm spot on
2: too for the comments because you look back in the day, one picture that always stands out to me is whenever we used to roll off on the pit road at the brickyard, that photographer would stand above the garage area and take that picture down on the car and how twisted the bodies were. That's by design, by by hands in the shop. That's not that's not some machine making that. That's a guy working that metal and making it to how they want, man. And and he's right. That's a work of art. You look at that car behind 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 Brett right here. You can there's things on that. I mean that's that's a guy on an English wheel making things, you know, working the body, working the material where he wants and stuff. It's not just a you know, get that fender, put it on there and, you know, here we go. Um but he's right and I do miss the days. I do miss that era, that time when you roll off the truck and man the left front headlight be real big and flat right or opposite, you know what I mean, right front be man that was um that was art. He's right. I'm just glad he
3: said it. You know what I mean? Because he's a technical guy saying it, and 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 I'm obviously not a technical guy, and and I just appreciate him being honest with it. Because it, it, hey, whoo, that's a big change, big change, Hannah.
0: All right, NASCAR president Steve Phelps says the fan council shows those against the 550 horsepower Aero package are a vocal minority, and the data suggests that we have better racing right now than we've arguably ever had.
1: I'm glad he said arguably. <laughs> um, oh, TJ can't
2: comment on this. He works for NASCAR. I, I, <laughs> yeah, somebody actually thought I, I did, but I don't. Um,
0: <laughs> someone thought you worked for NASCAR.
2: Someone did. We made say, a joke on here. Well, I said ago. I said something. I said, oh hey, yeah, it's it's almost it's. I said I, I, I want to defend Steve
3: Phelps on this. Okay, he said that it's a vocal minority that are against this horsepower package, and I'm not going to tell you that he's right or wrong. He may be a hundred percent right, and if he is it's because that that percentage of the NASCAR fan base actually knows what horsepower does to racing
1: yeah i I don't know I mean I have yet i interact with a lot of people at the racetrack on social media a lot of fans I, I mean not just you know garage industry people but I have yet to find one that just is like I love the 550 package. I love it. You know, it's great. It's it's usually the exact opposite. Um, you know, you you see these fan council surveys that they send out, and they are ridiculous. Let's you know, let's call. I don't spade know who words yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well that they're worded. They're worded to get to the the. You know, they're leading you to the answer that they want. You yeah. know, and it's you know, you see questions like, "Do you want to see a driver win by a little or a lot?" Well what what is the answer two laps for sure a lot you know like a little duh i mean everybody's going to say a little so then they, oh they, they go oh well everybody wants to see a little so we got to keep the cars packed up more No. that you know i don't i think if you surveyed legit fan and we but we see it on both sides cuz you see the gluck poll gluck polls always sway to the 750 package it's, if you run a 750 package it's going to be 80% or higher every time it's not just the 750 though it's it's the
2: downforce well it's who wins Oh, that too, yeah. If Popular Driver wins, but still that that's, that's seven a great package. That's 750. Okay, okay. you say that, right? But let's go back Homestead two years
3: ago. Homestead television ratings two years ago were half a million viewers higher than Phoenix the last two years. So if you're telling me a small local minority, you know, doesn't like this package, well, I don't know. I mean Phoenix puts on a better does Phoenix put on a better race than Homestead? Not a chance. No. 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 So I don't man, I don't know. I, I still think. I, I, st- I still think, though, when this car rolls out at the L.A. Coliseum, you know, or, or wherever we're taking this thing, um, the big tracks first, I guess. I'm not opposed to a 550 horsepower package because because of what Ryan Newman said, right? Because what the other people have said about this car, we need to make sure it's safe before we go jacking the horsepower up yeah. to 750, 800. But the problem is the OEMs
2: want a want a low horsepower package. That's what they sell in their showrooms. I am okay with rolling a new car out at the five because we don't know how it's going to drive anyway maybe it'll be better maybe who who knows though? i'm not we don't know we don't know so i'm okay with rolling it out but just like you said right now though i to me man i just wish we could put the xfinity cars in the cup <laughs> guys, with the cup guys i mean that i want to see him drive it with the right rear you know what i mean I'd have to wheel the thing so
0: um i don't know I just, we'll just segue that right now because the next one is Ryan Newman says he still hasn't seen next car or next gen car data and I don't feel it's safe.
3: Here's my problem with this whole scenario. Okay. Ryan Newman is an intelligent guy. Ryan Newman had a death defying crash in which a car hit him in the head and he still lived. Um, Ryan Newman is an engineer. Ryan Newman is a very intelligent guy that knows a lot about safety and has spent a lot of time even pioneering some safety things that are in the car now on the roll cage area, in the greenhouse area. Um, he- here's my problem with this whole situation though. The drivers are misrepresented in our sport. If you look at any other sport, the player is going to have someone that has a huge voice to represent the players. And in our sport, because of the way it's organized, and it's always been organized this way, and there have been drivers that I have known personally, even friends of mine that I have known personally, that have tried to get some sort of consolidated effort for the drivers. I mean, remember, we if you go back a few years ago, they had the Drivers Council, and it was literally guys sitting in a motorhome coming up with ideas. Well, then Keselowski doesn't get along with Denny, and Denny doesn't get along with Harvick, Everybody. and all of a sudden that thing falls apart, right? So when I look at this, And I see Ryan Newman speaking on this, who is at the end of his career, right? Is he going to ever race cup car again? I don't know, Uh, but he certainly is at the end of his career. Ryan Newman is a guy that I could see helping the drivers have a voice down the road as it pertains to things like safety. Because when we see – remember F1 came to America. They came to Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They took the green and they all pitted. They said, we're not running on this tire. We don't like this tire. It's too dangerous. We saw carts go to Texas Motor Speedway. They were pulling too many Gs. Drivers were passing out. They ain't running the race. Like, we don't have the ability in NASCAR for these drivers to have a voice for their safety. Give me Dell Jr., give me Ryan Newman, and give me one more guy. Freddie, you can pick the third guy. But we, we got to have – these guys got to have a voice. That's what I have a struggle with. Are these cars safe? I don't know. I've not been in a crash. I know somebody who has. He said it was a hard hit, and he was only running 110 miles
1: an hour. Yeah, I mean – it's it's like you said it's good to have have a little voice here they they finally I mean I know a lot of drivers that you talk to or a lot of you know the 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 meetings that you sit in there's their drivers have concerns and, and if they're still concerned that means that they're not getting the answers that they're looking for you know and um, you know if if why would Ryan Newman not see the crash data you know've I've heard some you know some of the teams say they saw some of the crash data. A lot of it came back to, some, to maybe the way the headrest, you know, the seats are mounted in the car, how high the headrests were, that that was maybe what was injuring some of the dummies or something. But, you know, you still go back to, like, if this car, in my opinion, if this car is 1% less safe than the car we have right now, that's, that's just simply unacceptable, TJ.
2: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know any hard info on the, on the new car, but if I'm a driver, I'd have concern too. I mean, I would. So, until we get the season going and, you know, some things happen and, you know, we get some some info on some things, you know, who knows, maybe it'll be better. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I'm just, you know, I don't know a driver that hasn't wrecked that said it wasn't a hard hit. You know, they're all hard. (laughs) You're going fast. So, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping that it's better because we've made, you know, we've made light years improvements in all our safety stuff. I mean,
3: it goes back to two things. Dale Earnhardt, two thousand one at NASCAR. They have made this ridiculous. They have made this as safe as it possibly can be, and and I think going into that race, like we didn't hear a whole lot of concerns. Like, I mean, nobody wore a Hans device. Nobody wore a Hutchins device. Nobody had ever heard of a safer barrier. Like, and all of a sudden, it's like uh, Dale Earnhardt died. What are we going to do now? Because we can't lose another Dale Earnhardt. And so then we went through and made all these safety advances. So And thank goodness for that, because yeah. without the Hans device and without the helmets that these guys are wearing now and without the safer barriers, we would have lost more guys, hands down. But going into this new car, we literally would be even more worried about it. And because of those safety advances, they are protected. you know It just comes down to what does this car do? And, and, and it's intended to crash kind of like an Indy car. It's intended to crash, and the energy yeah. go all the different places and us be able to bolt on all the different parts and pieces and go race that car again. And that's just different for us. Because everything that we've ever built is assembled piece by piece by piece. you know, And, and so it's, it's just going to be different. But let's hope that they're safe. I know that NASCAR is doing their due diligence. I know that, obviously, they've, they've even made changes on the fly at these tests. They're doing everything they can to make them safe. But to me, my biggest problem, and I go back to this, Hannah, and I'll shut up, the drivers deserve a seat at the table, a big seat.
0: All right, last one here for spot on, spot off. Uh, NASCAR Twitter went wild over this one. Matt DiBenedetto's future after his final race with the Wood Brothers, his tweet about Kyle Busch's sensitivity training, and then recording a Let's Go Brandon video at his car before qualifying. Jason, you have the tweet. Uh,
2: DiBenedetto tweeted last week, then deleted this tweet in his account. I feel like living on planet Earth in
6: 2021 is permanent sensitivity training.
2: Brett, spot on, spot off.
3: Man, uh, Matt DiBenedetto has just kept digging a hole. You know, he's he's even now alienating his fan base, and he had a large fan base for a guy that's never won a race. Uh, I, I have to be spot off for whoever – or whatever he, this guy is thinking. I mean, why would you think that saying, let's go, Brandon? And first of all, it's his constitutional right to be able to speak against the government. Okay, people, I get that. But it is also his employer's right to fire his dumb ass for saying something that they don't personally agree with or something that it could offend their sponsors or their fan base or whatever else. So we talked about it on here when Let's Go, Brandon started, and this has nothing to do with Brandon Brown. I mean, let's be honest, right? <laughs> when this thing started, I said on the show, I'm spot off for it because I'm anti-politics in my sports. I was no different when Kaepernick was taking a knee in the middle of the national anthem. Didn't agree with it, right? So this guy has gone from he, – he literally MF'd Penske, his crew chief, his team on his way out. This was 10 weeks ago when they said, hey, you're fired again, by the way. Um, and then here he is making this – did he think this video was going to be cute? And that it was going to get him like a brand new ride because he keeps digging himself
1: further and further and further from good rides, Freddie. Yeah, I mean this this was this ended up on my list of what idiot contenders for the week. Uh, I don't know that anyone's handled free agency worse than this guy has. Um, you know, you're looking for a ride. You announced you know ten weeks ago that you're you're going to be out, or whoever announced that he's going to be out of that car. So now your your job is to you know do whatever you can to find a job for next year. And uh, I don't know that you could have handled it much worse by going out and bashing your team, um, you know, and then the stuff that's happened the last couple weeks. The thing that really gets me is, and I've said this multiple times across different social media platforms, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say. When he did that, he was laughing. He thought that video was great right up until he saw the reaction he got on Twitter. And then we get a sob story about how he didn't mean it and, you know, there's a lot of guilt on him for that. God gave him guilt. Uh, uh, you know, God should have told him not to say it. <laughs> you know, and and listen, you know, the rumors in the garage were he nearly got pulled out of that car after that, you know, Saturday night into Sunday morning, and it was not a NASCAR move to pull him no, out. No, no, no. Um, you know, and and I think the only reason he didn't get pulled out was because they attention. didn't want to get any more attention to it. Um, you know, so I just I just can't stand these people that go out there and say something. You know, that they shouldn't say, you know, we uh, Kyle Bush, you know, a couple weeks ago said what he said. Uh, you know, there's guys that they say <laughs> this stuff. <Then> he- <laughs> yeah. And but they they just come yeah. right out and apologize for it. You know, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, now that I see the negative reaction to it, I'm really sorry that I said that. Yeah, but you weren't if, – if everybody laughed and joked with you about this Let's Go Brandon thing, you would have thought it was the greatest thing in the he world. He had the
3: hand signal. He had a smile on his face. Yeah. He did not look like he, he was carrying he a was, lot of guilt to me. He
1: was playing to the crowd of whatever whoever that guy was that tweeted that video. He was playing to that audience. He was playing to that audience when he walked across the stage for driver intros with an American flag on Sunday. So this is the day after the Let's Go Brandon. He's still kind of doubling down on it. You know, He comes out and says that he wants to be the first openly Christian – pro-american driver in nascar uh, i
3: think that's almost all of them. uh
1: yeah i don't know who i don't know who if anybody I didn't know we had a lot of anti-god <laughs> anti-americans out there i don't know it's just i don't know what a niche you've got maddie d <laughs> it's just like he's trying to build a fake persona that is now backfiring maybe, maybe it's on him. not fake so also, like yeah, the I
0: devil's know. advocate that i feel like he's self-destructing to create an excuse of when he doesn't get hired next year he can go well this is why.
1: He's got a long list he's right, given himself to, right? I mean, and it's self-destruction. Look, and you look at what so, you know news broke yesterday about Anthony Alfredo losing the ride oh, in yeah, the 38 F-R-M. car. And and I would think that Matt would be a good fit there. You know what I mean? This is a guy that's it's been in that position with the 95, you know, some the 32 car and he kind of maximizes, you know, what you get out of this equipment. But if I'm Front Row Motorsports, I'm not touching this guy now. Like I I don't know. Like are you talking you're, you're t- literally probably talking your way out of rides. Yeah, I'm uh, Oof. <laughs> spot
2: off. That's I don't think that's doing much good. You guys pretty much covered everything else with it, so I'm. You're, gonna let you're it go. marketing yourself by what you do on the track.
3: You're marketing yourself by what you say off the track. You're marketing yourself by how you carry
1: yourself. All the things are looking bad right now for Matty D. And like you said, we talk about it uh, that when we you know we kind of gave Matt hell about when he lost his ride and he was crying about it and. And we got blasted by numerous oh, Matt De Benedetto fans. Oh, yeah, they were like, mad I'm at me. talking about everywhere. They were coming out of the woodworks, and now I see them saying, "People, like, man, I'm I'm not with this guy no more." Like, oh, what Twitter thread is, I'm no longer a Matt D fan. Yeah.
3: Well, you guys were bleeping at me because I was b-ing about him. You can't see him; they're blocked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just man, what a bad, bad way to go out.
1: This Dorbo Clear Podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise. We've been telling you all year about RacingUSA.com's
2: wide assortment of drivers, die-casts, helmets, hats, apparel, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. Well, guess what? They've just added more than
3: 20 new items for this year's champion, Kyle Larson, Young Money. In addition, RacingUSA.com is the only NASCAR retailer in the world that has the new 2022 Victory Lane hats for the sport's most
1: popular drivers in stock and ready to ship. We can recommend RacingUSA.com without reservation to our listeners because they automatically discount items in your cart so you always get the best price.
2: They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. They have a 4.9 out of 5 overall rating for quality, service, and pricing. Plus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. And last but surely
3: not least, actually it's the most important thing, RacingUSA.com is a valued sponsor and
1: partner of Door Bumper Clear. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, including this year's champion, Kyle Larson, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years.
3: Hey, we got a champion on the line. Welcome the 2021 Xfinity Series champion, Daniel Hemrick, to Door Bumper Clear. I'm
4: the champ. That's who I am. Like hell, I'm going to take an L. If you make it out alive, say by the bell. Ain't afraid an no old man won't stand down at I am now. I'm the champ.
6: What is up? I'm the champ.
1: All right. Well, hot off his first career win. Picked a hell of a time to pull that off, Mr. Hemrick. Daniel Hemrick joins us. What's up, buddy?
6: Oh, man. I'm a... Uh... Still trying to get a little bit of this fogginess out of my head from the last couple of days, but I'm good, man. What up?
1: I figured I figured it was better off today than yesterday. I've seen some pictures from the night before, uh, Monday night maybe, that you would have been a little bit under the weather yesterday.
6: <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, anytime your, your day revolves around a Waffle House trip at about 1 p.m., that's usually not the size of a great day before, so... Um, or a really good day. A really good I was, day I was going to say, I disagree. Yeah. That is
2: a great day. Most of the time, it's yeah, like it fun, 2 or 3 a.m. that night. That's usually a better time. You know, you <laughs> yeah, well,
1: probably,
6: none of us were traveling anywhere.
1: <laughs> Uber. Uber eats or Freddy eats, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's just I mean, I don't even know where to start. I can't imagine the range of emotions you've been through over the last couple of weeks. I know you had to answer a lot of questions after Martinsville and you answered him properly about putting yourself in the position of what you needed to accomplish on Saturday night. And, and you got it done, man. Just talk about the, that race and, uh, and you know, the closing laps.
6: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. That whole, um, you know, decision-making process at Martinsville to give ourselves the opportunity to even have a chance at Phoenix, right? There's so much that went into that. Something that, um, I didn't necessarily lose sleep over, but I knew at some point it would bother me having to make decisions like I did at Martinsville to give us that shot. But I promise you, the way it turned out post Phoenix, I will lose zero sleep over those decisions now. Um, but yeah, man, that race was just, when well, you know, first off, even starting the weekend, right. Our hauler breaking down, um, having to get, you know, somebody else to pick it up on the side of the road in Texas, haul it to the racetrack. It rolls through the tunnel 20 minutes before practice starts. And then the, for it all to go the way it did, like you cannot script that. Right. And um, man, you know, the, the cool part about it was, Nobody wavered. I mean, legitimately, Dave Rogers like, hey, if it gets here 30 minutes before practice, this is what we're going to do. If it don't make it at all, this is what we're going to do and a plan for everything in between. And as the laps wound down, I'm sure everybody listening heard him you know, preaching attack, uh, be on offense, playing with house money. All those words got used. Um, but he was right, right? I mean, from the way it all shaken out over the course of my career and my life and really our season, we were counted out well before that last green-white checkered yet we were still standing there with a shot as good as anybody. Um, and that's all the motivation I needed. That's all the motivation I needed when we got the last green white checker, man, was to just keep the 22 in sight. And, um, yeah, I've told everybody since. It kind of felt like you just blocked out in the middle of those last three laps, and it was only instincts and, and things that you, uh, you hope for and hope you're going to make the right decisions in those moments. And uh, to now look back at it, I still haven't really got to go relive it and watch it, but – I'm looking forward to that in the days ahead because, um, man, I literally—you can see my disbelief in all the all the all the interviews. I'm sure I'm just sitting there shaking my head like, "What did we just do?" And I think what we just did together will sink in down the road. But just so proud of everybody, man.
3: It's nuts. Congratulations, Daniel. It's about time. I've been I've been waiting on this moment for a long time. I've watched <laughs> you give a lot of freaking races away. I've watched you lose them on crazy stuff <laughs> happening. And I'm I'm literally watching this thing live and, and I have to say, I gotta pay you a huge compliment here. That was a Dale Earnhardt esque move at the end of the race, the way you moved him. That was you didn't go in there and bang him and knock him out of the way and wreck him. Like you literally got on his left rear, pushed him up a little bit, and it was freaking awesome to watch.
6: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad to put on a show because uh you know how it is right you drive in there in that moment i'm glad he missed the corner probably two or three feet you know up which i say missed the corner he drove in knowing it was coming he did Uh, yeah by him doing so right they put my right fender right where it needed to be uh in his left rear you know as i was turning left so um but it's funny maybe think about it man I, i got a phone call from austin dale the next morning he's like i don't know how in the hell you did it the way you did it," he said. "Because if I was in your situation, we'd have probably both been upside down, backwards, and on fire. <laughs> so, uh, props on that. But I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I when when I saw, I I feel bad for the other whatever thirty 35- five guys that were in the race because they had no spotter from the center of three and four to the start finish line because the entire spotter stand was staring at the two leaders. I think, I mean, I couldn't, <laughs> I was doing my best to have one eye on Jeb, one eye on you, but it was not working very well. Uh, and then, I mean, you talk about I, when I seen that news on Saturday morning, Friday morning that the hauler was broke down and I'm like, this only happens to Hemrick. Like this, this situation, <laughs> the guy's raising for a championship. Oh yeah. Now I got no car. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I felt like that was, you know, knowing Daniel's background, legend car racing, late model racing, you know, you've, you've got, you've moved some guys out of the way, I'm sure. And that was, I mean, that was textbook. When I seen him kind of open that left rear quarter panel up a little bit, I was like, oh boy, that was a mistake. <laughs> but I mean, just uh, talk about, you know, I mean, what's the whirlwind been like since Saturday, man? I mean, I'm sure you've been running wide open uh, talking to people. Who's the, you know, talk about some of the people that reached out. I know family, friends, people have been with you for a long time.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's a ton of people. Um, I mean, obviously, it's no secret, right, what I'm doing next year, where I'm going to race. And I have tried to do everything I can not to take any focus off of what we've done here together with Joe Gibbs Racing. But, you know, one of the first individuals I've seen before I can make it to the stage, driving a car to the stage, was Matt colleague. That was that was cool, right, to see your future boss and him, see what you just did and know you're coming there. That, that was pretty cool. And then, you know, to get just get to the stage and pulling into victory lane and see my, my wife, my little girl, you know, Kenzie's has told me since like, Hey, be careful. Get away from the car just in case. She's like, hell with that. I'm getting in there. And she jumped in the window and that was cool. Gave me a kiss right there in victory lane. And then, um, you know, as the celebration started, right. Having, having respect from your peers, um, having my buddy Bubba there, having, uh, Blaney, Christopher Bell, um, a host of people Heck, Jeff Gordon was the first one at the bar there off of turn four to, uh, to help me with this championship ring, give a toast to the fans, um, uh I think one of the coolest stories, um, and I like to think Bubba can back me up on this, was that like he, he said MJ and him had a bet before the race and MJ did not take me and that Bubba did. And I think uh the story goes, MJ had to hand over a couple of Benjamins to Bubba after the show uh we put on. So that's that's pretty neat. Um yeah, just obviously right, I mean ton of people support you uh or have supported me throughout my career and um you know, from Johnny Morris reaching out to having my past boss and RC, you know, reach out. And then just the people that were here well before people that, you know, the, their names are not known throughout the racing industry as much as they are here at the top three series. And heck I had my, he's pretty much like a second dad to me. quick Demas was there. He was one of the first guys to hug me there in victory lane. My dad was there and um, anybody that wasn't I promise you, they've been at my house at some point <laughs> over the last uh, 72 hours to, have a celebratory uh, sip of bourbon, and that's that's what's all about. Is it's making making those memories and having uh, having all of us live in that moment. I even got a little bit of slack. Like, man, why are you partying on a on a Monday and Tuesday? I said, well, hell, we have today, right? That's it. It's all we got. So, what we just did this past weekend, let's enjoy it while we know we have the time.
0: So, my question for you is: You've been waiting a long time to be able to do that backflip. Did you practice it going into the weekend? Because I can tell you, I haven't tried to do a backflip in years, and I don't think I would have landed it. And your execution was perfect.
6: Yeah, I told somebody else that out of all the things you worry about going into that weekend, that was not one of them. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why, for whatever reason, I've always been felt pretty solid when it comes <laughs> to doing the backflip. You know, as much as wild as it seems, I've actually done a couple hundred of them right throughout sport tracks all over the country, and now it's been a couple years. I wasn't so sure um, if I was sore on Sunday morning from doing the backflip or the partying, but whatever it was from, it was a great sore to feel. I can promise you that. That's
3: awesome. You mentioned Matt Collig. Uh, I was up at the race shop last week going into championship week talking to A.J. Amendinger about you coming on board, and he is excited because – you bring a lot of knowledge about various organizations, how those cars drive, and obviously being able to help colleagues. I was listening to a download yesterday, and your buddy Matthew Dillner, he was defending you, but Dell Jr. predicted a frustrating year for you next year. Like, what, what, what do you, what do you respond with that? Because that kind of pissed me off. I ain't gonna lie to you, Danny, When I heard that,
6: <laughs> I bet it is. You got some skin in the game too, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to hopefully proving them wrong. Right? We did. We did a lot of that this past weekend. A lot of people. So. I'm okay with that, man. It was, um, yeah, I mean, I'm fired up to be teammates with AJ. I think as a competitor, he's as tough as it gets. And, and he's, he's, he's you know, heck, what's he got to lose, right. He, you hear him talk about it all the time and I'm excited to see us kind of push each other and um, maybe po- play a little bit of golf together along the way. Um, but, you know, as far as driving other cars and, and being at other organizations, you know, no different than himself, right. We both have seen a lot driven a lot of different stuff, but at the end of the day, all we can do is try to take and, and mold the program there at Colleague to, uh, you know, around us and, and the people around us to, to try to keep building the success moving forward. Right. And there's no, no hidden, it's no hidden secret. That's why I'm coming over there is uh, to try to be a part of that building process for not only one year, two years, but long way down the road. Um, and Matt Colleague's made that commitment and Chris Rice has made that commitment, uh, not only to myself, but all the men and women up there, That that's our goal is to keep building this thing forward and um, just, just, Pumped to know I have a home next year. Pumped to know that we went out in style with JGR like we did. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll. Uh, let's get back on here. What is it? Three hundred sixty-five days. There, hour. There's a
3: guy named Tyler Reddick that won at Junior Motorsports, and then he left to go to RCR, and he won back-to-back titles at two two different organizations. I can see you doing that, but I got to say congratulations because I've never known anybody in racing their first win to get two trophies in a ring. Congratulations, that's a big deal. <laughs>
1: I just i, I just it, I just have to say I apologize to you because you're on this ultimate highest of highs right now. you're coming off first win, first championship, and then the next thing you're gonna hear on the radio is Brett so I'm, <laughs> I have to apologize <laughs> for that <laughs> uh you know, just uh, it's gonna be a real kick in the balls when you get to Daytona, and then you gotta hear listen to this guy listen, you know yell at you for however many hours, but uh man re- congratulations. Uh, I can't tell you how proud I am. I've been friends a while, and, uh, man, just just awesome. We were all pulling for you, I think. I picked you on here as my, as my champion, so uh, I think we talked about it on here, man. There's a lot of guys pulling for you and a lot of guys happy to see you finally cash in.
6: Yeah, Freddie, man, I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. It's uh, been what a ride. What a journey. That's what it's all about. That's <laughs> what we're still on.
2: I think it's been great watching you grow um, throughout the years and, you know, from here to to there and, you know, become a champion. You've came from... You've had pretty much the ultimate path of coming up from the short track, you know, from the short track people like you know you were legends cars super late models. I remember Matt Weaver, you know, you, you were all you won a ton of super late model races and stuff. So it's been really great to watch you grow. And that was finish of the weekend, you know that that that's what I wanted to see the championship races come down to is two guys going for it in the end and. Side by side across the line, and I don't think you can script a better finish. And, than that. I, and I hate to say it, Daniel, but
3: once again, the Xfinity series outperformed all the other series. I mean, that was the best race of the weekend for me. The first two stages were kind of chill. The last stage, a hundred plus laps to go, I think it was one hundred and two. It was insane, man! From the minute we started stage three until you moved, Cedric for the win. What th- those cars just look so fun to drive.
6: Dude, they are so much fun to drive. Out of uh, you know, having a chance to go cup racing nineteen. Get to the top level, next thing you know, you're wide open everywhere you go, just about. I was I was disappointed in that. And to go back to Xfinity series, it'll get your attention when you drive these Xfinity cars again with a lack of downforce and power and um you know high horsepower. It was so much fun. I mean, um that's what was cool the other night. Like I my short run speed was no good. Like I was not good for like I say not good. We were top three or four car short run, but a top, you know, a first or second place car but it's because if it ain't, if it's not taken off, what do you do, right? You manage wheel slip. You, you slow down, um, you slow down how much you're hurting you know, all four corners of the car and that pays off. And some of the other stuff, you know, it doesn't quite translate like that. So that's cool to be able to, um, you know, it's cool to be able to manage that stuff inside the race car, use all that short track stuff growing up. Uh, that's all you want, right? You just want it to be in your hands in some form or fashion and, Um, I appreciate it I I take pride in driving these Xfinity cars they are a blast to drive
3: you got all winter to party all winter to celebrate (laughs) congratulations
6: (laughs) I don't know if I can handle it if it's anything like the last two days but uh, we'll give it a
1: go Mark Truex pulled it off pretty well a few years ago I think you can do it you'll be all Yeah. I've seen you do it enjoy it enjoy it man congratulations
6: (laughs) I appreciate it hey with y'all's guidance I'm sure I'll be just fine oh yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll see you in Freddy's
2: garage (laughs)
3: see (laughs) ya I mean, I don't know how you go out in style more on a season than for your first win to be a
1: freaking championship race. I mean, that's it's that's the stuff movies are made out of. I agree. The, the hauler breaks down. The guy's never won a race before. He's got this opportunity coming to the checker flag to move the guy out of the way. Like you said, does it the right way. Doesn't just wreck the guy like he easily could have, and 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 beats him to the dra- you know drag races to the line and out beats him by a half a car for his for his first win championship. All, I mean. So I was in a
3: a suite with all the Neutron Solutions folks, and I'm telling you, they were going crazy. I was actually screaming at the top of my lungs, you got to move him, because I've seen too many times Daniel be that nice guy. I mean, we were just talking about it on here with Justin Allgaier, the way he raced him at Bristol a few weeks ago. It's about freaking time. I'm so happy to see that kid win, so happy to see him win. And his wife was one hell of a race car driver, Hannah.
0: Oh, yeah, she was a badass. Like, Kenzie, Kenzie – was a competitor every time she showed up. So for her to be able to enjoy that moment as well, like, you know, don't get me wrong, all the significant others support that, but for her to like go through it and Noah's a racer, the trials and tribulations, that was cool to see them, them in victory. And we were cutting in, in between uh, stuff for world finals to watch the Xfinity race. And we like shut everything down to watch the last 10 laps of the Xfinity race. And everyone lost their minds. It was it was cool to see, very storybook.
1: Their daughter Ren's probably going to be a hell of a race car driver. She's got, <laughs> yeah, she's got both of them genes in her. So, well, it sounds like if he didn't blow a motor, he came close. <laughs> uh,
3: but big congrats to him, Man, It's so awesome to see him win that thing. I've been a Daniel Hamrick fan really since I met him at Freddie's house for Super Bowl party. Um, he won a game of left, right, center, took my money, <laughs>
2: and ever since then we've been friends. So, yeah, he's a good dude. I've, Daniel's been class act the entire way. So, I don't think there's. Uh, You know, I don't think you can ask to finish the season any better than that. That's the best. That's still the best race that we. It doesn't really matter who the two cars are. If those two guys, like you know, and Daniel earned it, but whoever that is across the line, though, that is a hell of a finish, in my opinion.
1: There's, I mean, and that there's very few guys that that finish would have looked like that. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? The other guy would have been wrecked. Yeah, like if that's Noah making that move. You know, Noah's just going to all out. I think send it. You know, and at yeah. the same time, if there's another guy other than Cindric in front of him, you know, it's a different look. So I don't know, but we'll, I'm sure we'll
2: get to I that. I think Austin probably tries the same maneuver. Similar. Oh yeah. I think those two guys with Rachel are like that, but yeah. there's others that would just clean the guy out. But I think that's a classy finish between two experienced guys putting on a hell of a race.
3: It's it's I mean I said
2: Earnhardt esque move. That's
3: that's the that's how you execute the bump and run. Dude,
2: he won the championship. That's it. <laughs> you know I mean, and Perfect. they raced for it. Yeah, I mean, you look at the, you
3: look at all the other races of the weekend. Nobody else raced
2: for it the way those two guys did. Well, I mean, if Sheldon and Ben were racing for it, that was a race for a little while.
1: Great, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free.
2: There's nothing better. Than using a free awesome service to make the process simple and easy there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from
1: your phone or computer anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and many more platforms also you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership i like, I like money it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So, when you create your account with Anchor, you
3: can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest.
2: So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A <laughs> N C H O R.fm to get started.
1: Yo, I hear there's another champion waiting to join the show. Let's get 2021 Truck Series Championship winner Ben Rhodes on here and see if he's sobered up yet by any chance. I'm
5: a like a champion. We're champions.
4: Even my worst, I'm a champion. for the best, like a champion. We're champions. I will never stop, like a champion. Oh, hello. Let the world know that I'm a champion. We're champions. I'm a You see straight? There's a lot more people in there than I thought. Yeah, man. Look, hey, (laughs) this morning was a little rough, but other than that, I'm good.
0: Have the last couple mornings been a little rough?
4: No, I really haven't had much. Okay.
1: I don't don't think it took much. Ben, Ben, I
3: am am literally only here for the shifting gears. So if every 30 seconds, if you want to do the gear shifting, you're going to make my day. I just want you to know
4: that.
1: Oh uh, man, you know,
4: <laughs> things happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well, man. Thank you for joining us. One before we get to the epic post-race discussion, uh, man, just take us through that race. I, you know, I was obviously spotting. TJ was spotting. Brett was drunk somewhere, if I had to guess. Um, but you know, I'm watching the race play out, and I see you know you and and Zane are kind of going back and forth, and I look up and I see Zane's clear by about ten on you. And the lap times are kind of evening out. And the next thing I know, I look up and you're going by him. And I'm like, man, Ben must have been doing a hell of a job of either saving his equipment or the 21 just backed up a lot. But just take us through that the end of that race a little bit.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, I really, I mean, if I told you I was saving, I would be lying because I wasn't. I was doing everything I could to catch the guy. Um, you know, it kind of started like stage two, really, because we we were getting beat on short run speed. Like. By far, I mean, like we had nothing to compete with short run speed. Like people were driving past us. The eighteen was crazy fast on short run speed, and I couldn't compete with that. So I told him pump the pressures up. Let's try to get in front of them, and see if we could hold them off well, on stage two. That didn't work. So we took them back down, and uh, for stage three, so those two guys got past me on that stage. the you know the initial start, um, and I had nothing for them. And I just thought we were, you know, we were just in bad shape, really. Um, so I watched everybody drive off into the sunset and, um, here they come, they're coming back to me and the lappers helped me out a lot because those guys were parking it in the center of the corner and they couldn't turn. So the dirty air was just killing them. And I knew if I could get in front of them that, you know, I would have been in pretty good shape because I I feel like I was a little more racy. Like I could race around the other people and the dirty air wasn't affecting me as much. So once they started parking it, I was like, things are looking good. (laughs) Let's, let's chase them down. And um, yeah, I mean, once we got in front of him, it was it was a okay. I was a little bit worried with Sheldon though. He he uh, got funky. Yeah, he. Was- I, I think what I said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was trying to be a good teammate. I think if you want to call it that.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was definitely doing something. He's being
1: so good. He
3: got called to the holler. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've known Rich Lushes a long time, and he and I were texting after your race, man. What's it been like working with him? A lot of experience there. I know you guys got paired together kind of by luck, right?
4: Yeah, really. I mean, kind of, kind of by luck, really. I was supposed to work with, uh, Jared Prince at the start of the year. We were together for a couple of weeks and then I got switched to, um, Rich two weeks before Daytona. Um, and I've known Rich for a while. I mean, he's been, he's an Ohio guy. So being up here in Sandusky, you know, he's all about this team and, and, you know, he's been around for a while. Right. So, um, I don't know. I guess I goofed around with him on, on, on the, in the, the, the pit area and here, at, you know, at the shop for a long time. So getting to work with them was kind of like this change of communication. Now I have to be like real. <laughs> I couldn't just goof around the whole time. Uh, but it made it easy because he was a friend. So I love working with him. I think over the years we've seen a lot of people that were on our team grow and mature. Uh, I would say myself, too. Um, everybody's gotten better in everyone's positions and that's kind of cool to see. And I attribute a lot of that to Rich because, um, you know, even though he's got like a young face and the old gray hair, he is like 50. So he, <laughs> and we've got a young team. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's done a really good job being this leader. Um, and I, I'll say he's got really good qualities too. Like he's calm, calm for one to me, uh, which has been nice. And then, Two, he seems to build people up, and by doing that, he kind of elevates everybody and and you know makes them grow in their positions, which has been really cool to see, because a lot of people on our team were very young and, and very new.
3: So as far as your maturity level, I just want you to know, I want you to cap it off right now. I don't want you to ever get any more mature than you already are, because that post-race press conference <laughs> with your boy, Bud, was as good as I've ever seen.
0: So entertaining. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm glad y'all liked it. <laughs> so, so you, have you gone back and actually seen it, or have you seen clips of it at least?
0: So that was
4: okay. So you guys saw the stuff Ty was posting, uh, where we were at margarita night, basically on uh, on Tuesdays or margarita night. And usually, I I might have like half a margarita. I don't really drink. I don't get out much, <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't take much for me we to go over tell. the edge because I have zero tolerance. <laughs> I've just I don't I don't have much alcohol, so. um they wanted to play that press conference on the big screen for me and about 10 other people to watch. And I said, there's no way I'm watching. <laughs> so they started, they started pouring a bunch of margaritas for me. And I said, well, it's going to take more than just one because I'm not staying in this room. while you play that? I just can't do it. So last night I watched it for the first time and, um, yeah it was awesome
1: <laughs> the, the part of the the part of the press conference that i could 100 percent relate to was when you're up there doing your thing obviously maybe slightly intoxicated and you said that your wife was giving you the death stare from the side of the room i was like i've been there i know that stare yeah. i've been there multiple times
0: between the gear shifting and him going i was pissed Yes, I was like, wow, I'm relating to this but mine's usually not on a press conference I
1: love the mamma, there was a bad mamma jamma in there somewhere
4: yeah, yeah, so she she gave me that death stare and I knew I was like, man, I'm in trouble so Rich saw the death stare too and he he, he brought in like a rum and coke for her and uh, by the end of the day I was no longer in trouble Yeah,
1: Rich, Rich is a key guy he on that He's a great leader, that yeah. just goes to prove it Taking care yeah, of his guy
4: Man, at that moment, yeah,
2: this, this is, is uh, margarita night must be good because July thirteenth, what I, which I just looked up was also a Tuesday night, and I get this random text from Ben that says, uh, "I've had a mar- couple margaritas." How I mean, I figured it was,
1: I figured. It I know you probably can't see it, but I figured uh, it would have said, uh,
0: "Lovely, nice hair."
1: <laughs> what was the caption on that? Would it say like, "Thanks for quitting, so I can win a championship," or probably. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, hoping to avoid that. <laughs> Hoping to avoid
2: that uh that topic, but you know
4: You guys go ahead and talk about that. That's yeah. let's talk about
1: it. So
2: is that a thank you I for mean, quitting? I mean <laughs> if I was you
1: I'd be out here thanking him, Ben you yeah. finally that's, that's, I mean, drop some dead weight and go out there and win a championship. That that's kinda what I was thinking. Uh um, old, old TJ two
2: Yeah. So yeah, you're welcome. Mm.
3: Hey, well, congratulations. Hey, we, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy for you. But before you go, you got to give us one good gear shift thing, man. <laughs> Come
1: on. One good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, congratulations. We're all super happy for you. Uh, thanks for joining us here, man. Uh, anybody, before you want to go, But anybody you want to shout out or anything, your sponsor-wise people that helped you out?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like So Thor Sport, I mean, number one, giving me the opportunity to race. But we've got Mabardier in the truck. We've got Farm Paint. We've got Tinda. We've got Menards. We've got Vivitar and Sicar. We've got a lot of really good people. So I wish I had a billboard here to, like, read everybody off. But I've also got Wally X and, and Bell Racing Helmets. They've helped me a lot this year. So a lot of good people. And, of course, Duke and Rhonda. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I wouldn't be racing without them right now. So I'm like – Super, super, super grateful for for you know, them giving me an opportunity. Because I, I wouldn't be here with this big thing behind me without yeah. those people. I,
1: th- I think you left out Anheuser Busch, but we'll let you slide on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping they'll come on board. I mean, like we've been trying.
3: <laughs> I like I liked your marketing campaign. I mean, speaking of Duke, a lot of people don't realize this, man. He loves racing. I mean, there there are a few owners in this sport, Matt Collick being one of them. Uh there are a few owners in this sport that truly just spend their own money to race. And Duke's one of those yeah. guys.
4: Yeah, he to me he is a true 100% old school NASCAR team owner. Like he calls people up, and says, "I like you. I think you can drive. Come race my truck." You know, and nowadays it's it's, you know, "I like you, but how much money can you bring with you?" And he doesn't he's he's all about, you know, finding it out himself. He's a, he's an old school NASCAR team where you you get a driver and we'll find the sponsorship and let's go win some stuff. And and I love that. And the fact too that he's just he's as supportive as anybody I've met. Like a lot of this, the the growth that I've had on the track um, comes from some of the stability he's given me. You know, the fact that I'm not having to be scared for my life and think I have to win every lap. Like I know that he's okay with as TJ's taught me. He's okay with the fifth-place finish, so as
1: long as I'm not wrecking his trucks. DJ didn't teach you that. Let's <laughs> be honest. Hey, I mean, I also heard well, Derek Krause needs influence. me. <laughs> Derek Krause must need me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, well,
3: shout-out to you, Duke. Lynn for getting you on. David Pepper, he's been around a long time up there since day one. So, uh, really, really happy for you guys, your organization, man. Good stuff. Please win again, and please drink another Bud,
2: Bud Light at the press conference. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, guys, it's not it's not very often we get a cup guy on the show. You know, Ben made his first career cup start this year as well so
1: big year for ben rhodes yeah. hey hold on yeah thanks did, tj <laughs> did i did i see rich drink a beer out of your shoe did, did that oh, happen victor yeah. lane
4: yeah, it I was about that. half a bottle of my champagne yeah <laughs> <laughs> i took that thing off and i filled it i mean i filled it up until it was coming out the races. Oh, we'll to, we'll nasty. Have to, we'll have to talk
1: to rich about that uh, but, all right man yeah. thanks for coming on man we appreciate it congratulations <laughs> again and uh good luck next year Yeah, thanks, guys. See you, man. Appreciate
3: it. Hey, good for Ben Rhodes. Ben, what a fun guy! I don't know Ben Rhodes. I like him. Yeah, yeah, I
0: want to drink beer with Ben and his wife.
2: Me too. It'd be an early night. I don't know if she's going to drink.
0: She'd to watch. Night? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. She'd stare at
2: us all night.
3: It's
1: yeah. Okay. I'm well, here for early have, nights now. You'd have to make other plans because I think if you start drinking with Ben at nine, you'd be looking for something else to do by ten. I
0: mean, I'm I'm on that plan now. <laughs>
2: so I talked to Ben last night, and he's like, "Yeah, we're doing a margarita." I'm like, "Yeah, you might want to eat a bunch of chips first. I mean, something because I've seen
0: chips and queso helps. Yeah,
2: that's what I told him. I said, "Soak some of it up; you'll last longer." Yeah, cool for uh, cool for two of the three champs to join us today. That's awesome.
0: Now it is time for Reaction Theater, which has obviously become one of my favorite uh, to listen to and, of course, to uh, be a part of here. So,
6: If Rhodes got that drunk off of Bud Light, y'all need to have him on DBC and do a (laughs) fireball challenge or maybe come up with a new category of the white claw wussies. (laughs)
3: The... I like this guy. Ben I like would, the Fireball Challenge. Ben fireball would be kill before him.
0: the recording is over. We would, we
3: would kill we, him. We would kill him. And, yeah, there's no. We way. would kill him and everybody else in America. They're not ready for it. The problem is we ch- we trained with Dog Treat Dave, and all he knows is not one
1: Fireball. You got to do like four back, Dave, to back to back to back. Dave's the only guy I know that takes the bottle, the cap off the Fireball bottle, and throws it in
4: the woods. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a cap anymore. <laughs> We're just gonna drink the whole bottle.
0: Oh nasty.
4: Jason. You white-claw-drinking, tender-swiping, mother-effer, you better pick my message. I've been calling in for months now, and uh, Freddy, man, three wide. You didn't click your button or what? You got to put the donuts and the fireball down, man. You got to get that radio keyed in, let him know. Hell, he got out of the car. I don't know if he was clapping at
1: you or Corey LaJoy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I love is you can hear kids running around in the background oh, uh, yeah. of that.
1: <laughs> I was wondering what words were going to come out. Yeah. Well, Jason, you can never put him on again. That'd be fine. Yep. All yeah. right.
0: Call number three, Michael.
1: It was a pretty fitting
5: ending for Starcom and uh, and Quinn Hough's run there to end it with uh, Quinn heading up into the wall. And honestly, it was about an, uh, as an iconic of a run as it was with uh, Petty and Inman as it was with uh, Quinn House and whoever the f*** was his crew chief. <laughs>
2: That guy's Jeez. that guy's funny. Uh, he thought about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Call number four, Sarah. Freddie, this is Sarah Davis-Dean. and I have been live tweeting uh, race updates for the twenty three team the entire season, and I have heard probably everything you've said all season. But and I've heard you say some. <laughs> but I am so glad that I, for whatever reason, stayed on the channel after y'all were done on Sunday. So I got to hear you say the two guys that wrecked us just wrecked each other. So f- them because that, it made the whole day. It made the whole day. So thank you for always being real on the radio.
1: That happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was spotting the car on its way back to the garage because the guys needed to know where it was at. And as I was doing it, the uh, 47 and 7 wrecked. I was like, well, f- them guys. They just wrecked each other again. So... <laughs>
0: Uh, call number five is Matthew.
3: I'm not sure what all the innuendos are with the M Ms being flown around, but uh, TJ, if you go work for Kyle Bush, you will truly suck.
1: <laughs> TJ, you want to tell us anything? I'm not. When <laughs> are you <laughs> going to announce your plans? Then it's already gonna... been out there. Where, are, mean, you I, where are you going? Where are you?
2: I don't. Not Kyle Bush. <laughs> okay. How about that? I like M Ms, but damn it, I'm not going to work for Kyle. <laughs> oh boy. So
3: are you, are you staying with kizlaski Is that what that means?
1: yeah oh. awesome you gonna tell <laughs> yeah. us who the crew chief is they already announced it yeah they did
2: yeah
5: bruce lee bruce lee yeah
2: that's the <laughs> bruce lee of nascar everybody yeah, bruce lee's a lot smaller than that guy <laughs> that dude is tall <laughs> could you imagine him kicking you at a roundhouse six oh, foot it, four it never hit me i'd duck <laughs> all no, it never hit me yeah it looks like you already ducked <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> Just,
0: oh, oh boy call number six is from mike
2: the next gen starts now. Keselowski Majors 2022.
1: Woo! Make Roush great again. Did he send you these before we start? That, I mean. Yeah, did you line that up? That was pretty I, mean, <laughs> I love that. that
0: it happened a couple weeks
1: ago, too.
2: <laughs> it did, yeah.
0: Call number seven is from Trevor.
6: Y'all boys better sit back and take some notes. Tyler Ma went from spotting Rick Ware racing in 2020 to being a 2021
4: cup champion. Let's go, baby.
2: Thank God for Twitter. Thank God he figured the package out, huh? Yeah. Thank God, Tyler figured that package out. Yeah, he's Tyler Mon.
1: Probably should own stock in Twitter.
5: Yeah,
1: hey <laughs> man, to get credit to Tyler Mon, though he did a great job. He had two guys in the in the, you know he had a he was spotting for Noah the second half of the year, so he had two guys going for a championship this there week. There is you know, that's
2: awesome, you know, and I'm happy for Tyler because he went from. You know, running and that. He those went cars- from the trailer park to the White House, and it's yeah. not easy to spot. Like, it's not. It's hard, man. No, that like, trailer park spot is way worse. It's hard, man. So happy for Tyler and them. Right, things. Timing. Timing is everything. Time is a congrats on your new house, Tyler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, call number eight, Hunter.
3: Jenny Hamlin, doing what his sponsor FedEx does best? Not delivering on a Sunday. Suck it, Brett.
1: Suck it, Brett. <laughs>
3: Damn, <laughs> That was funny.
0: Uh, number nine, Jackson.
5: Ah, Young f- Money, baby. Let's
0: go.
1: Best freaking driver won the freaking championship this year. Shout out to the rest of the top four for showing up tonight, but it was Young Money's <laughs> championship to
5: lose, and he freaking delivered. Shout out to the pit crew for putting him out first.
1: Best driver won the championship this year. Let's freaking go.
0: How drunk do you think he is?
1: Not sober. He's not Ben Rhodes drunk, but he's... Yeah. No, he's, he's a
2: professional. You can tell he's done it before. Yeah.
4: Man, Freddie, I'm sorry. Yesterday must have been tough watching your boss Chuck Oak. If only he could drive a car like he runs his f***ing mouth, then maybe he'd have a shot. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, looks like Team Hendrick kicked his ass. Uh, whose spots for you while well, you put the baby powder in a sore bum bum? But anyway, guys, uh, thanks for a fantastic season. You're pretty much the only reason why I watch NASCAR anymore. Peace.
1: I'm not not sure where he choked that, but it is what it is. He lost.
0: All right, last one. Call number 11 is from Ben. I
6: wonder if this is a drunk stumbling guy from a press conference or anything, but let's take a listen.
4: Let me say
0: something here. I'm I'm more
4: zen now thanks to my good friend, Bud. (laughs) Brum, brum, brum. Sheldon Creed tried to get all, you know, funky with me. Let's be real gentle here. Let's be real gentle. Nice and easy. I gave him a little bump and he kind of went, woo, And I went, woo, And I said, ain't happening, Mama Jamma. And I was going to deal with Sheldon Creed after that. It was awesome. So I'm like, really angry. I was pissed. Pissed. I hope was let me say some. something. Oh, wait, I got the mic so I can say anyways. I'm from Kentucky. Not everybody has teeth. Wait a minute. That's not a good representation in Kentucky. Everybody has teeth in Kentucky. We drink fluoride in our water. Anyways, here's the deal. I'm a lightweight. wife hates him. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely lightweight. I had, a lot, I had a decent amount of champagne in the champagne shower because I love champagne. That's the taste of victory. So, circling back, I had like, I don't know, four real fast at the barn. And here's what I'll say. I think I've said this before, but here's what I'll say. I got a list of songs on my phone for just this thing. It's it's, inebriated song list is how it's titled, and I got about like thirty to choose from because I can't remember them when I'm in the moment. So I gotta go back to my list and I just gotta say, ooh, I like Breakup in a Small Town. I like I like uh, Ice Ice Baby. There's some other ones. Baby. Oh, Welcome to Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> and I asked the bartender, I said, Can you make me an Old fashioned I'm from Kentucky. I like bourbon. He don't drink she that. I make an Old fashioned no, Unfortunately. no. If he drank an Old fashioned so here's what die. I'll say. Do I need water? <laughs> no, I like to put the bud. The bud is good. <laughs> the bud is amazing tonight. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> oh. That's
3: yes, epic. Dang. That is like a clip from Talladega Nights, but it's real life. Yeah. Like,
0: I've always been a Ben Rhodes fan in every interaction I've had with him, whether it's, you know, post-race, being around, like interviewing him, <laughs> but – that took it to a new level. You like trying to I, get funky with him. No, but like Ben wrote, like that was epic.
2: Pissed, dude. Pissed. Pissed. That description of passing Sheldon might be the best description of passing a car. It does trying sound to like a, a Talladega. Get with me. It does Woo-hoo. sound like a Talladega <laughs> Nights description, you know. But how do you like? How do race fans not?
3: Well, and that's the thing, man. You know, the trucks averaged about six hundred thousand viewers this year, right? Yeah. And if you're if you're a NASCAR fan, and obviously we have the Die Hard Cup fans on, on our on our podcast here that listen. That's what makes that series awesome. It's its personalities and it's the show they put on. And look, it is a rec fest a lot of weeks, but that's why the truck series exists.
2: Yeah. It's and also I, why it needs to be at short tracks every week. And yeah. it's good that, you know, you know, the he got to break out right there and and show this side of him because I mean, how do you not watch that and and smile? You know what I mean? Like I mean that's just a guy happy winning the championship, you know. I just every time I see him, I just want to see him change gears. <laughs> that makes it worth it.
0: <laughs> all right well that ends it there for reaction theater thanks so much to everyone that sent in messages all year long they definitely made the listening entertaining and uh they're entertaining to do to on the show as well uh if anything happens over the off season send jason a message on anchor.fm backslash door bumper clear you can click the message icon uh, let us know what you guys are up to your silly season predictions whatever it is give give jason some work over the, off, uh, over the off season, and uh, maybe it'll make it on, potentially, a Christmas episode. We'll see.
1: Offer pad, question of the week.
0: Thanksgiving right around the corner. What does Thanksgiving normally look like in your home, Brett?
3: Christmas. Yeah? <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> hey.
0: Do you have your Christmas tree up yet? My Christmas
3: lights are going up today. Love that. When I I left, I assure you, is it my buddy? Yeah, when I left my house, uh, TJ's buddy was at my house putting up my Christmas lights. So while we're eating turkey and dressing,
2: we're going to be singing Jingle Bells. So there's uh, some little loser walking around the shop, Jonathan Davis. Um, (laughs) He lives across the street from me and (laughs) he was in his front yard putting his up the other night. And my buddy Amish, who does my Christmas lights in the air, he's really good at it. He leaves it hanging there, they're already up. I just go out there and I just plug them in, turn them <laughs> off, plug, and it like lights up. He looks over there and just <laughs> turn them off. So, but yeah, Amish does a does a really good job. John Stewart, right? John Stewart. So if you need Christmas
1: lights in the area, you don't want to deal with it. Yeah, send us DMs. We'll send you his number. Yeah, uh, my house for Thanksgiving is empty because I am at the Turkey Derby, so I'm <laughs> modified racing. I I go to my parents' house. I go back to Long Island the Turkey Derby's in Jersey. I go back to Long Island for Thursday, and then I go straight to Jersey for the weekend to to race modifieds. Jimmy blew Wall Stadium. If you're in the area, come out.
0: You're going to Islip this weekend.
1: I am. I'm. Uh, my house is pretty empty too because
2: I'm a neat freak and I hate for it to get messy. So it's always better to be somebody else's house. Yeah. There you
3: go. <laughs> uh, South Carolina plays Clemson as soon as mm. Thanksgiving
2: is over. I'm hauling butt to
3: Columbia. Go Gamecocks. No Cowboys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: a go. different. It's a different league. It's NFL. Oh,
0: boy. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor of OfferPad.com. Time to get into our Xfinity x Five more than fast moments. You need more than just speed to compete in NASCAR. Where did we see teams be more than fast this week? You can start, TJ.
2: Oh, man. I'll go with the... Um my uh, Xfinity more than fast moment is going to be my pick for the truck championship, Ben Rhodes. And what an idiot I am for leaving a championship team. <laughs> so congratulations, Ben. Thank you for making me look like a dumbass. <laughs> and have a great off season. Have a merry off season, Ben Rhodes.
1: <laughs> oh, man. My Xfinity X five more than fast moment. I have two, but I'll let Brett pick the guy he's get to work with next year. Uh, I got to go with Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson, Kyle Larson's pit crew, their engineers for for the the you know developing the pit road speeds. That last pit stop was money from the pit crew. Kyle did a great job on pit road. They had their lights figured out perfect. Gets off pit road, wins the championship. So my Xfinity X five more than fast moment goes to the five team, hands down. Daniel Hemrick's decision to very
3: Earnhardt esque like move Austin Cedric out of the way. That is a an Xfinity X five more than fast moment. Maybe for the year. Maybe that one wins it for the whole year. Fitting, uh,
1: fitting that it's the Xfinity Championship.
3: Fitting, it's Xfinity champion and the Xfinity Championship, and Daniel Hemrick comes back next year to the Xfinity Series to defend it. So, congrats to Hemrick and his team, man. That was pretty awesome to watch. We like it fast here on Door Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Championship weekend, there were a lot of things to pick from, tons of action. What's going to be your Xfinity X Five more than fast moment? You know what's more than fast? xfinity x5 with the speed for all your devices you'll also get reliable performance that you can depend on to keep your crew connected on the track being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and the
2: strategy it takes to win with xfinity x5 you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful
1: and secure connection follow at xfinity racing on twitter for even more xfinity x5 more than fast moments and hannah don't forget to vote for your favorite
0: thank you to xfinity a proud premier partner of nascar in the moment you guys have been already you know prefacing this whole show this Mm. week's what an idiot award goes to brett
3: tj majors (laughs) who knew that kyle larson would figure this package out this fast and win 10 races an all-star race and a cup championship what an idiot
2: i don't know I couldn't resist. I was going to actually give it to myself for leaving Ben like I just did. And then, you know, I'd like to share it with Hannah for not even listening to the show when you <laughs> fill in on it. And being uh,
0: late.
1: And being late. And yelling. Dive.
0: I'm thriving today. That's what I said.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going to split how many it up. Weeks, how many weeks do we have before the next show, Jason? Well, I mean, we're, I don't know. I'm assuming they're going to drag us back in here for a, a Christmas episode. Yeah, a month and a half. So, I'll, you know what? I'll just run down a list here. I've got a whole bunch of them. Let's see. Uh, somebody threw the green flag in truck practice with 34 seconds left. Idiot. Um, there's a NASCAR sign in the garage this week that said we're going to California twice next year. We're going three times. Idiot. Uh, whoever made the concessions prices in the infield, I seen Chase Cubray posted a picture of it. They're $37 for a cheeseburger. Idiot. Uh, the nine, the nine car. Me and TJ are watching this live as it happened. Uh, the the 19's coming off pit road. The 9's got the lead. Yellow comes out, mm, and the yeah. 9 backs down and lets the 19 beat him off pit road instead of throttling up to chase, tra- uh, trap my lap down. Well, you can't really throttle up, but he definitely slowed oh, down. Oh, you could throttle up. i seen the Hello. 11 do it to you or the two-car somewhere. Um, no, that was, Mar- <laughs> that was Martinsville, yeah. Uh, so then the 11 should have had a penalty. Whoever didn't call that was probably an idiot. Uh, Joey Gase for being in the bottom lane as the two leaders came to the checker flag Sunday afternoon. Uh, you're an idiot. Uh, And my final, what an idiot, the one I was going to pick for the week. Unfortunately, I feel bad for this kid, but it happened. Trevor Huddleston uh, cost his teammate a championship by thinking the race was over when it wasn't and lifting out of the throttle and allowing Jesse Love to pass him on the last lap, which essentially tied them for the championship and cost Drew Parker, his teammate, the championship. Jake Drew. Jake Drew, sorry. Drew Parker's a a (laughs) friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if miscommunication with the spotter, what happened, but... Uh, damn. Damn, man. Lifted in one and two on the last lap and allowed the guy to pass him. He thought he took the
2: checker he when, was... in fact, the leader behind him took yeah, the checker. Yeah, the leader was right behind him, so he thought he took it and lifted. And that Like, didn't...
0: if I was Jake Drew and knew that my teammate was the reason...
2: I guess they're
3: really the good friends. Just, yeah. Sounds they're, like... They're Airbnb. Irwindale
0: kids. They grew up together, oh. but...
3: Still want to kill him. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately. There was a
0: lot of confusion. I listened to that race, and no one knew who won. I've who never known Arca to be confusing. That's a Yeah, <laughs> shocker, right?
2: Oh, man. <gasps> did you, you spotted that, right? Yeah. I can't no, remember. no, I didn't do Arca race. Oh, my gosh. That, I can't wait to do another Arca race. So, like...
1: Yes, you can. Says you no one
2: ever? We take the green flag real quick, and we in like six cars from like twenty fifth to thirtieth all cut the apron too early before Terrifying. the start of finish line. They black flag one of them. Like how do you not? How do you not well, black flag all of them? It's Arca. Uh,
0: we've got the DBC year end awards. Uh, it's been another fantastic year here at Door Bumper Clear, and like all great shows, of course, DBC and its cast earned, apparently, you guys apparently award, earned some awards this season. So, uh, to present the 2021 DBC Awards, we're going to welcome a special guest presenter.
4: all ah. the oh, the boss, oh, man's the
1: boss here. is here. The senior vice president. <laughs> We must be doing really good these days. Davis wants to come on DVC. Executive director. I was
0: like, they kicked me out of the chair for Davis.
5: I'm just here to help you get your ratings up. <laughs> I think you're here to help get your ratings up. <laughs> <laughs> My ratings are just fine. <laughs>
0: you know, I've sold
5: a lot of, I've sold y'all as a big deal. And, you know, now I'm starting to get worried I mean, <laughs> after a couple of years. I was worried I, after I, the first I'm, I'm week. I'm afraid I've started to lie to people. I'm like, no, really. I, no, really. Fans love them. Or no, really. NASCAR digs this podcast. They call they meetings with us. They what love a, us so much. I mean, yeah. they want to
1: talk to us. I mean, they, face-to-face. Hey, Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs>
5: I'd do that on our show, but Dale would lose it. And I'd, I'd be out of a job. <laughs> it works well. I did it last
1: week. People I love saw it. week. You, Jason. I mean, oh, here we go. It's <laughs> nice, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's, it's awesome. Nice. Very <laughs> liberating.
5: I got some <laughs> awards for you.
1: Hey, you know what? I
5: wanted to see how long it'll take to let, let this podcast go out. All right. I'm serious. I'm, I'm just kidding, Jason. All right. Start your no, you are not You've been planning that all morning. <laughs> Listen, I want to say there's some awards to give you guys. You, oh, did my. you know that you were award worthy? You did? Yeah. I, I win
2: awards every week. Look at my Twitter. <laughs> we, had,
5: yeah, we, we had to create the awards, you know? Um, but we are happy. Another year of Door Bumper Clear. Brett, TJ, you remember when we started this thing? None of us thought it would get this big, right? Yeah. Like, uh, this is fun. Yeah. Um, and wow, y'all got a lot of liquor here. What the <laughs> are y'all doing during these shows? <laughs> it's even on TJ's side. It is, man. I'm getting drunk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, Whoa. how are you? That's gonna be me tonight. Mom. Congratulations on the new job you got, yeah. and Apparently, your future wedding. Uh, Thank
0: you. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be exciting.
5: Are you still gonna be able to fill in for Casey all the times that she misses? <laughs> you know she was late today, right? So I she's don't, a- she can be late. She's fine. She <laughs> still hear that? she can Did be late and still be the most dependable person at this <laughs> table. <laughs> I've missed one show all year. Is that right? That is true. Uh, Physically missed. But (laughs) mentally, half of them you weren't here
2: for.
0: You haven't been present for a lot of shows, TJ.
5: Mike in here. (laughs) There were weeks I didn't even know you were here. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime there was a Joey Logano controversy on the track, I pretty much knew TJ wasn't going to be speaking up.
1: (laughs) Speaking up, speaking period, at all. All right.
5: Let's see. The first award. You know what I want to do? I want to tell y'all the name of the award and see if you can figure out who gets it, okay? And these are in no particular order. By the way, I'm reading this for the first time myself. I didn't give a about this. All right? Here we go. The Principal's Office Award for being the first podcast called to the NASCAR hauler and scolded. Well, this actually goes to all of you, I'm pretty sure. I mean, come on. TJ, you're Jeez. pointing to them, but you had to go to the meeting, too. Did you not have to go to the meeting? Were you not there? I called
2: the meeting, Mike. I mean, Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah you were. You were the reason. Yeah. I called the meeting,
2: boys. You were, you were who we
6: were
5: worried about the most. Yeah, that you is a fact. Fred didn't care if he lost his job.
2: He yeah. didn't care. Coming from the guy that sends us all the message, hey, kick me if I talk too much, he wouldn't shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would shut up, right?
5: They should. They all gotta, right. Oh. So you know what k- this is a shared award. I okay. should have done this at the end. That would have been, you know, better. Are you gonna get these framed? Because these are awesome. Do you want them framed? Yeah, of course. They all should right. be hung up in here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is you know, I'm just giving that one right now. Yeah. Uh the outer orbit award. What? As mo the outer orbit award uh is most likely to push all of the limits.
1: Oh, I wonder who that is. Brett, who came up with that award?
5: <laughs> Did I, I think I just messed up again. This is another group award, isn't it? Yes. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. all. Right, there's, there's a trend already here we going go. on here. <laughs> here we go, everybody. This is it for an individual. The Off Base Award as the most likely to be completely wrong.
0: TJ and Kyle Larson.
1: <laughs> Probably TJ. Okay, let's have a discussion here. No. You say
5: TJ.
2: Hannah says TJ. I say Brett because Brett's opinions are either they're about twenty percent of the time they're right and the eighty percent of the time they're completely wrong. Well, an
5: opinion <laughs> isn't right or wrong, is it? An opinion's an so opinion. He's wrong again. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <So you're, laughs> do we have well,
2: to, go, do we need no. to keep debating I mean, do who we need wins? To, this? I don't think we
1: got to go any
5: further. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, TJ. You just you just proved why you're the base That's the Kyle Larson Award. So just go ahead. And Congratulations. Yes. Yes. What was it you got wrong with Kyle Larson? Well, it wasn't really <laughs> Okay. Did you say he was gonna have a down year? No, I, I said it was, <laughs> He said it was gonna take him
2: forever so, to figure out a path. I didn't expect the Hendrick cars <laughs> I didn't expect the Hendrick cars to be, you know, seven tenths of a second faster than the whole field every week and
1: you know, but they were and he, he somehow managed to beat the other three Hendrick cars every week. Seemed yeah, like. yeah. You were you yeah. were off on that. Good one. for him. Just a little All bit. Right. Just a little. He only had ten wins.
5: Um, I'll go ahead and do this one. Uh, the pig pen award is most likely <laughs> to leave a mess behind. Casey. That's obviously Casey. This oh, is a unanimous decision. The is. fans have voted. <laughs> yes, Casey Boat. We, she yeah. uh, she. Do we have her on Zoom? Do we have her to accept this? I'm, no, she didn't show up for that either. All right. Uh, you know what? We'll throw that in the group award pile. Okay. The Delicate Daisy Award, as most likely to dish it, but not take it. Oh, oh Brett. Brett. Oh, hell the no. Block,
1: the blocking king of the Twitter. <laughs> Don't point How to many? me. Okay, hold on. There's no way. How many? You're
5: talking about TJ? Matt, there's no way. Matt? Okay. TJ, no. there's a vote for TJ. It's, there's a vote for Brett. It's I'm going to vote for Freddie.
1: It's a unanimous. Okay. It's decision. unanimously
5: Brett. Yeah. it's unanimously is, Brett. This race is tight. We may have to go to Hannah for the deciding. Hannah uh, knows who it is. Look at Brett's block list on oh, Twitter.
3: It's Brett, a hundred percent.
5: It's a long one. Holy <laughs> cow! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, okay. congratulations, the delicate Brett Daisy. Griffin is the delicate Daisy. I'm going to call you delicate, delicate Daisy, Daisy for all now the things. I would have called you something else, <laughs> but they wouldn't let me. They ran it by HR. It wasn't I'm Daisy. A, I'm, I'm HR dream, Mike. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. You're a
1: dream. Yeah.
5: I, I didn't even know who our HR person was until Door Bumper Clear started, and then i meet with him regularly.
1: The most dangerous thing you can do in the world is have Brett Griffin on speakerphone. If anybody's not aware of that. Hey, in fairness, I remember the
5: day, I remember at a company luncheon, it was either the season kickoff lunch or a Christmas party or something, and I got up in front of the entire Junior Motorsports, and I announced that we were going to be doing – a podcast called Door Bumper Clear and Brett was going to be involved and Elliot Sadler spoke up and he said that is a mistake in front of Rick Hendrick by the way did it in front of everybody he goes you do not know what you're doing and I'm like I feel like I do and he goes no you don't and he goes it's a presidential election year
1: that happened it was a kick off the season thing I, yeah. I, if, I, if Brett calls me and I have to answer in my truck or something it's like hey and anybody else is in there it's, I'm on your own the speaker. phone is hey what's up Brett you're on speaker because there's no telling what he might say
5: <laughs> all right are you ready for the next one the next award the pucker up award oh <laughs> as the most likely to kiss ass you can win more than one award tj <laughs> are you kidding me i would
1: imagine i
3: not
2: seen freddie's lips <laughs> <laughs> freddie does kiss
3: denny's ass
1: a lot uh, no, no have you ever. not
2: listened to any of the songs that people write in
3: yeah
1: i don't know what you're talking about Danny okay. who? If you'd open your mouth. Kyle, it's, <laughs> a now. it's a rundown. It's a tight race between Danny and Kyle Busch now. I've been kissing a little bit of ass both ways. Mike, look, look at his sweatshirt. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh, good heavens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, You're trying to take my... Does mind? everybody already know what this
5: yeah. is? No, we have, already, not, we we have, have not brought right, it up so at Freddy all. so Freddie is wearing a Kyle Busch Motorsports <laughs> <laughs> shirt.
1: You, I'm just a big fan of I, Kyle Busch. I am too, hey, frankly. Uh, you trying to take my job? <laughs> no, hey, you never know.
5: Um, okay, so there's a are you voting for Freddie? A hundred percent. Okay, and then somebody's I'm, voting for TJ. I'm voting for Freddie. Oh, you you change my mind. your vote. Yeah, it's he 100%. has changed my mind. Okay. It's hundred
2: percent
0: Freddie. Hannah. It's it's Freddie.
5: <laughs> you think it's Freddie? Oh yeah. Are you sure? Oh yeah. Jason, do you wanna jump in? I, uh, TJ because he's only kissed Penske's ass for the last three years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well then I'll change mine to, to I'm Jason. I'm a swing I'm a swing vote. I'm back to TJ. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually gonna get off. I'm actually leaving Freddie now, and I'm going to go to Jason because there's nothing but red lip prints on Dillner's ass from Jason. (laughs) (laughs) There was even a song about that. We got a song about that. Exactly. That was a funny song. That was a great song. (laughs) We just listened to it. It was awesome. Oh, did you? And highly
5: true.
1: Yeah. Okay.
5: Uh, Well, the winner goes to... Freddie crap! <laughs> hey, look, he started. He, he went ahead and put his hand out. He knew he was getting. It. However, I will tell you that the, uh, the 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 fans said it's not because of you kissing Denny's ass. It's because you kissing Brett's ass.
1: Brett's ass. Yes, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, they, yeah. So they, congratulations! They are Freddy. not uh, accustomed to our private conversations. Apparently,
5: <laughs> okay. The the. Ge- no, but yeah but isn't that what the podcast is for you want to tell us what the private conversations are <laughs> no what is it that, I assure
1: you we cannot talk about the it, private
5: conversations what is it what is the story that has not been told on the podcast that keeps coming up in from Columbia, Columbia.
1: Hey, we can't tell that not a chance we're telling that one. yeah <laughs> That'll be that has to be saved for the Christmas. the series finale of this Door is Bumper the freaking no you, no you think you got another season series oh, oh
5: Mr. Confident over there right. thinks he's got four years of this thing left I
0: don't even think it's a Dude, series thing I, I, I think it's a yeah, like let life let situation let thing. let me save
5: you a little suspicion here it's a week to week basis with <laughs> you sons. Of- I promise you that. (laughs) Don't ever think you got it next year. (laughs) Any day this
1: boat is going to
5: sink to the bottom. Oh, and
3: you and you
1: and you gonna bring us all down with you. Really? If we told that story, it'd be the way on the way down. (laughs) Why do you got to bring a boat into it? Now you got to bring a boat up. <laughs> really, it's <laughs> a good point. <laughs>
5: we got to talk about boats
2: again. That's the funniest
1: <laughs> you ever said on here. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. You have to wait until the last one.
5: <laughs> All right, uh, the final award is the janitor award as the best at cleaning up messes.
1: Jason,
3: that is also awesome. that definitely is definitely Jason, Jason Schultz. Schultz. Yes, yeah, the MVP
5: of Door Pumper Clear. Here's what I want to know, far. J- Jason. Did you create the award? I did, did you not. Give yourself an I did award. Not.
2: I petition not to have an award, but I mean, our Kay- social media Casey just
5: leaves a mess every time she's here. Listen, I
2: no, but he cleans up a lot more than that. I know. <laughs> I was just trying to get <laughs> off the hook.
1: Yeah.
5: Creating <laughs> your own award is like giving yourself your own nickname. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, there's a rule against that. Yeah, Schultzy. Do you have a nickname? No. Why you have We've gone this long and Schultz doesn't have a nickname? No, we're gonna if ask that what's that little claw kid his buddy. What's the little <laughs> yeah. kid that Andrew. the Walter Cronkite. yeah uh,
2: Walter, Walter Cronkite? <laughs> yeah.
5: That kid who went to that school, Andrew. We'll ask him. Andrew Curlin. Yes. Um, listen, that was the last award, I think. Is that the last award? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you, though, I appreciate all y'all do for uh, Dirty Mo Media. It's a lot of fun. I love listening to this show. I love it when people sit there and think we're in competition with each other on social. You inflame that, by the way, Brett. You I'm know, sorry. The delicate daisy over here sits there and gets a... You know, but if somebody says that Dale Jr. downloads better, then he probably blocks them. Oh, yeah. They're, They're gone. gone. they gone. I don't even think it takes that much. Um, but... I'm telling you what, man. This is what we're. Tr- this is this is what it's all about. I love this show. It's a good show. And man, you know what? If you ain't getting into the NASCAR hauler once a year, then you probably ain't even doing your job, right?
3: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm three consecutive years doing a great job. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Dang, that's
5: how often you've been. Oh yeah. Yeah, what did you, you do the other times?
3: Uh, the first time I talked b- about how hot it was at Chicagoland Speedway and that we didn't have any water on the roof. That was my f- that was my inaugural trip to the NASCAR oh, hauler. Solid. Um Yeah, every other time it was it's been hot related to Dirty Mo Media, so thanks for that, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome.
5: No, thank you. Brett's got his own seat. <laughs> right. Y'all would have loved the call I had to make to Dale Jr. about y'all sons of b- that day. <laughs> well, here is what has happened, Dale. <laughs> they have been talking some more s- Whoa. About the sanctioning body Poor Dale He gets a lot of phone calls About us I feel like Yeah Yeah You think <laughs> Text messages Phone calls Yeah
2: You guys are so damn mean Yeah you are I love M&M's I don't
5: like it <laughs> 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 Just do it Just turn it, turn, up, it up. Turn, turn it up Turn it up Turn it up Well oh. thank you oh, man. Hannah you want your seat back Cause I've spent way more you time With up. these <laughs> Than yep, I would have I'll going take it back <laughs> See you, Mike. All right, everybody, all right. Yeah,
2: thanks for thanks, the think. appearance, Mike. Drop yeah. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what? Uh, what a year! Thanks, to everybody, for listening. And in all honesty, though, Dell Junior, Mike Davis, Leah Matthew, Alex Casey, obviously the four of us here uh, at the table. Um, we couldn't do this without all those folks. And and look, Dirty Mo Media is got an awesome thing going and they're only gonna keep getting bigger. A lot of new ideas are floating around around right here for things they got going on. So I just am T J and I were Dumb luck enough to, to be able to start this four or five years ago. On a little
2: couch in that room right there. a
3: little couch. I mean, Mike came to us and said, I've got an idea. I want to do this. And 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 literally when he announced it, that's exactly how it went. Elliot stood, raised his hand in front of God and everybody and told him why they should not put me on a microphone. But it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a ton of laughs. I've shed some tears on here. We've got big man Freddie to cry this year. Uh, but, but without you guys listening, none of this would be possible. You cried too. I said I've shed some tears on oh, here. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I didn't cry. I just had tears in my eyes. Yeah. The same guy made us cry. Same guy made both of us cry. (laughs) Yeah, It was Bodie. Bodie. Yeah. (laughs) Both of us. Yeah. But what a Uh, year. Thank y'all. Obviously, thanks to everybody here, Dirty Mo, uh, Jason, uh, for as much crap as we give you. You, like Brett said, are the MVP of this deal. You you bring all this nonsense together and, and put it out usually in a timely fashion i don't know sometimes like people complain it's never it's never (laughs) fast enough either it's never fast enough um but yeah thank you to you uh, alex where i guess he took the day off on our last show of the year uh we got my my big goof buddy dillner in here helping out as always uh and just everybody hannah for filling in hopefully you can continue to fill in next year i know you're gonna be busy uh and then these two idiots for having me join them a couple years ago but uh, yeah, it's been fun. I Love you, fans. I know we we all Brett don't go to the races anymore, but uh, we had we signed a guy's arm. I mean, two weeks yeah. ago he got it tattooed.
0: I saw yeah. that. That's <laughs>
1: yeah. unbelievable to me, Alan. Uh, but all the fans, we see him all the time, and it's just so much. It's so cool to interact with you guys on either on social media or on you know in person there. So just lo- love all the fans. Love what we do here, and uh, hopefully we'll continue on for a long while.
0: Just to wrap it too for DBC picks, Freddie. Or the champ, bud.
1: Oh, yeah. We knew that. Oh, TJ won at bye Phoenix anybody? by
0: picking the worst driver. <laughs> I don't get to say
2: bye to anybody? Okay. No, well, you can say
0: bye, and then see, I'll do the
1: close. We're, we're just you not <laughs> saying
2: it, anything. It's, a, it's just the same people, man. It's to all the people that put it together. Jason, donor Alex, Hannah when she shows up. Um, Casey when she shows up. We have to have two of them because <laughs> they don't, you know, neither one can put a full season together. Mike Davis for the idea in the beginning. Um all the fans man it's that's where it's at all the people that go to the track that you don't realize how many people listen to this stuff during the week and look forward to it so i think i think people are now aware how many people
3: listen
1: to this stuff it's Uh, a lot i
2: mean but it's cool it makes it i mean it's fun to walk by people and be like hey man love
1: the show it's random totally it's funny they say something else to me i can't remember what it is right now tj sucks
0: (laughs) i literally went to the middle of absolute nowhere this summer with the world of outlaw late models and people would come up to me and ask for pictures, and they'd be like, "Hey, I listened to the show," and I have to always clarify, I'm like, "Well, what show?" Because I like fill in on a lot of stuff, and they're like, "Oh, door bumper yeah. clear." And I mean, we would be like, "No, the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Wisconsin, or like Missouri."
2: Yeah, well, I appreciate cool. everybody, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, Mike doesn't cancel the show, and we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> have a have a wonderful holiday season. Enjoy your
3: family. Yeah. COVID has certainly screwed up a lot of things over the past couple of years. Uh, shout out to NASCAR for getting our entire season in once again because that's not easy. Obviously, yeah, major modifications, sure. hopefully better times ahead. I mean, if you look back, I remember people saying, oh, once this election's over, COVID will go away. Well, that was a pretty naive statement yeah. by a lot of people. It's obviously not gone away. A lot of people, including myself, have lost uh, people that we care about. So uh, keep your head up. Enjoy the holidays, and have fun, man. Have a cocktail for me.
1: Speaking yeah. of fans, I'm still racing for the next month. So what these, an idiot. These guys will take the rest of the year off. I'm going Riverhead Raceway this weekend, ISO 300. I'm going to Wall Stadium, Turkey Derby weekend, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and I will be at the Snowball Derby. With uh, are you going to go to the snowball derby this year, Hannah?
0: No, I'm working dirt late models all uh, winter long and arena cross. Well, so I'll be doing motocross. If too. You're at any
1: of those races or in any of those areas, come out to those races. Would love to. I, I, I tend to drink beer at some of these short track events, so uh, you should. So uh, come out, say hey, and just like Brett said, everybody have a good holiday. I'm going to Columbia, then Vegas,
3: then New Orleans, then Nashville. Three of those are for work, Man, rough but they're life. still going to be fun. Hurry up! Do you want to go
2: with me, TJ? Hurry up! I got to go. You want right. to go with me? We gotta go. No, I don't want. Uh maybe, yeah. I gotta go
1: <laughs>
2: oh my gosh! Enjoy your off season, guys. Yeah, everybody. Merry off season. We out. Holla.
6: This bit of badassery was
1: badassery it was
6: made by bad-assery. Dirty Mo Media.
2: Dirty Mo.